Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears football. We're just 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank pregame show. A look at tonight's Waynedale game and a chat with Coach Matt Zerker. Brought to you by PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank National Association member FDIC. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the PNC Bank pregame show as we begin our second year of coverage of Waynedale High School Athletics here on Ultimate Sports Talk Time. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along here this evening as tonight we have got the Waynedale Golden Bears entertaining the Tusky Valley Trojans. The Trojans last year in Division 5 Region 17 were 0-10. They were 0-7 in the pack. And the Bears, well, they finished 5-5 five five on the year out of Division 5 Region 16. And they are looking for big things this year as they are looking to head to the playoffs for the first time in a few years. Alongside for the second consecutive year, Pat Mitchell. And Pat, this is one of those years where the Bears have got high expectations, but they've got to manage them and take these things one game at a time. Yeah, exactly like you said. Uh, just take it one game at a time. You can't look too far ahead in the schedule because... Um, then once you once you look ahead in the schedule, a week ahead, then that's when you're going to get bit. Um, one game at a time, one week at a time, one quarter at a time, and then if, if they're able to do that and focus on the mission, then they'll be okay. Well, this is the tenth meeting that these two teams have had since 2006. The Bears have won seven of the last nine, including two straight. Tusky's only win was in Zorville in 2010, 28-13, and in 2012, seven to nothing. Since 2006, the Bears won four in a row, then lost two out of three, and now have won two in a row. And Tusky has never won an Apple Creek. They were winless last year, Pat, but this is one of those games that if you don't have your ducks in a row, it could be trouble. Yeah, we talked earlier with uh, Coach Zerker earlier in the week, and he said uh, the Bears kind of struggled in their scrimmage, their last scrimmage against Indian Valley. So... You know, hopefully that was their wake-up call because now once everything's real and they start keeping track of the score, um, you can't have a, a bad game and, and let somebody upset you, especially a team uh, that you should be able to handle. These teams met last year on August 29th. It was a Friday night. Waynedale won at 27-14. to Reed Stanley, who's out tonight, Pat, and we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on in the pregame show. 17 carries, 191 yards in last week's, last year's game. Nick Strasbaugh had 11 carries for 63 yards, but he had six catches for 156 yards total and 219 all-purpose yards and three TDs. And Stanley had a 25-yard touchdown run with 9.59 left to go in the fourth for the final score. Brevin Reby was 7 of 16 throwing for three touchdowns and one interception. And this team is going to look on building just off of that victory last year. We've got a lot coming up. We're going to take a look at the J.J. Huddle rankings, the preseason rankings, the region changes, coaching changes, the schedule for tonight, and Matt Zerker. All that coming up when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit 
PNC.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Back at Apple Creek, Dave Mitchell along with Pat Mitchell here bringing you tonight's action of Wayndale and Tusky Valley. Well, the schedule for the Bears this year is going to be one of those. One of the, one of the big things we need to talk about here is that all of the games, with the exception of Norway, have been moved to a 7 o'clock kickoff. That's a little different than what they've been in the past years, Pat, of 7.30. So that's something that the fans and the players each are going to have to get used to. Yeah, a little bit earlier start time, so we'll see a little bit more daylight, especially later in the season. So uh, it, it'll be pretty different once we get towards the end of the games, and it's only 9 o'clock. Um, but it's definitely an adjustment, but uh, the WCAL thought it was something that needed to be done for uh, travel and um, after-game issues, so uh, that's what they decided to do. So we'll just make an adjustment with everybody else. We've got... A good crowd coming in here to Wayndale tonight for this one. Next week, the Bears will host Ridgewood. Actually, the schedule is the same as what it was last year, just flip-flopped between home and away games. Then on the September 11th will be Wayndale at Triway. That'll be the Bears' first road game. Pat, I guess the two games that everybody's looking forward to is September the 18th against Norway and then October the 2nd against Chippewa, and those two games are going to have a bearing on what the Bears do in this conference. Yeah, two uh, real important games. Those are two teams that are uh, picked to finish at the top head of the conference, uh, especially Chippewa being the defending champ. So, um, but again, that's that's down the road, and there's business to take care of before all that. Um, you got to focus on each game and and win as many games as you can to make the playoffs. Of course, JJ Huddle—that's one of the premier websites that really ranks the high school teams around the state of Ohio. And Pat, when you look at what JJ Huddle thinks about Wayndale, they rank the Division Five schools around the state, and they've got Wayndale at number seven. That's a pretty high ranking for a team that went five and five a year ago. Yeah, uh, something that's really, really kind of surprising. I mean. Everybody around here had high expectations, but, um, you know, we didn't know that it was almost statewide, so uh, I'm sure the kids have seen that, the coaches have seen that, so it's just a matter of uh, handling those expectations, and, you know, not only were they preseason ranked number seven, but, you know, they were picked to come out of the region over over Swanton, Um, so... You know, that would be nice to happen, but again, we've got to take it a game at a time and, and just see what happens. Well, in Norway, they rank them number 13, Chippewa number 19, and Ridgewood, our opponent next week, they've got them number 25 this year in Division 25 or in Division uh, 5. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're going to see some good teams this year. Uh, Smithville, who's kind of under the radar, but, but they'll have a good team. So we have a, a pretty good schedule. We'll see a lot of talent. Uh, and if we are fortunate enough to uh, make the playoffs, then it will definitely get us ready for, for that test. Well, there's a lot of other things that are going on around the region. Coldwater's no longer in it. That's a good thing for the Bears. But there's some coaching changes also. Loudonville has got a new coach. Rick Rios is in for Justin Todd, who went down to Mount Vernon to take that job. Nate Moore is the new head coach in Maslin. Tim Budd, the new head coach at Jackson. And Mike Toot is still at Northwestern, his 16th year. He's the elder spokesman for the Wayne County Athletic League. And Tom Williams still at Hillsdale in his 13th year. But a surprise is Keith Schrock 
He has returned to coaching over at Worcester under Doug Haas, their head coach. And our halftime guest tonight, Bill Cedar, former Waynedale head football coach, spoke to me earlier this week about his thoughts on Schrock returning to the sidelines. He's a great friend, and uh, while we were fierce competitors and, and rivals, uh, certainly uh, uh, over those 16 years, uh, he's a coach at heart. And um, and uh, I think what makes him happy is to be on that field with a whistle in his mouth, uh, working with kids. So um, not surprised at all. It's a little different perhaps seeing him in blue and gold. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, if he can continue to impact kids the way he did, uh, I think our kids are better for it. Well, Keith Schrock back on the sideline for Worcester High School now instead of Smithville. Well, the athletic schedule last night, the Waynedale volleyball team had a big win over Chippewa here in Apple Creek. They won 25-17. They lost 23-25, then won the second game 25-19, and the fourth game 25-22. So a big win there for the Lady Bears volleyball team. Tomorrow, as far as the Waynedale athletic schedule is concerned, the volleyball team will be hosting a tri-meet. They've got Canton South and Tuslaw here at 10 a.m. Freshman volleyball will be Playing Northwestern, that's a Chippewa at 9 a.m. The boys' soccer team plays at Orville tomorrow at 1 p.m., and the girls' soccer team will play at Mapleton at 2 p.m. A lot of games going around on around the area, around the Wayne County Athletic League tonight. Let's take a look at the schedule. Well, Norwayne is going to be taking on Hubbard. Hubbard last year was 12-1. and The Bobcats are led by Jeremy Miller, who had over 2,000 yards rushing and 28 TDs, and their quarterback... Elmer Zollinger, and of course Hubbard has got a commit to Ohio State running back George Hill, and he's a top five running back in the country. Garraway, 11-1 last year, will be at Dalton. They were 6-4. and four. Dalton lost 13 seniors and had just five 12th Gators come back and nine juniors this year. Chippewa, 9-2 on the year, will be at Wellington. He, they are 2-8. and eight. The Chips, one of the teams that are expected to compete for the Wayne County Athletic League. They have seven starters back and will battle for another league championship. Smithville is at Tuslaw. Akron North will be at Northwestern. Manchester goes to Hillsdale. And Richmond Heights will be at Rittman. Elsewhere around the area, Firestone is at Worcester. Lyndon McKinley will be at Orville. It's Triway at West Holmes, Northwestern Cloverleaf. And Loudonville will be at Highland. We're about 20 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game. It is Tusky Valley taking on Waynedale. We'll be back to talk with head coach Matt Zerker. We'll do all that when our PNC Bank pregame show continues after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances. Track and budget your spending and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Welcome back to the PNC Bank pregame show. We're sitting here now with Matt Zerker, the head coach of the Waynedale Golden Bears. Matt, it's come around again. Does this ever get boring, the first game of the year? Oh, here we are getting ready, and uh, the butterflies are here already. It, it doesn't take long. So, um, you know, it just feels like yesterday we're putting the gear away and having the end-of-the-year banquet, and here we are ready for the first game. So how have things gone during the summer and through the first couple weeks of training camp? 
Yeah, the, the kids really committed themselves this summer to working hard, and uh, you know I think they're hungry to to improve where we finished last year and saw the the potential and the opportunities that we had and how close we really were in a lot of those games. So, uh, putting the good amount of work in this off season to to turn those in our favor and find a way to come out on top. Matt, you talked a little bit about that in the football preview earlier. Is that this team has got to learn how to win the games that they couldn't in the past? What makes you think that they're ready to take that next step? Well, they've had an opportunity to compete in a lot of arenas, not just football. You know, a lot of these kids are multiple sport athletes that compete in basketball, they compete in wrestling, compete in baseball, and so you know, the more opportunities they have to be in big clutch situations, uh, the better they are prepared to handle it. And um, we have a lot of seniors and a lot of leadership that way, and we hope that pays off. How is this team, you know, I go back to the 97 team that you were a part of. We're going to talk to Bill Cedar at halftime about the 2003 and that 97 team. Talk a little bit about the work that this team has put in as compared to those two teams in previous years. Yeah, it's they're probably similar, probably more so athletically, maybe the 03 team than the 97 team. The uh, 97 team I was part of was a lot more of a, uh, run the football, had a really good defense type of team. So athletically, we went, wouldn't compare as much, but very similar to the 03 team. Um, you know, these guys have kind of been building, been building, very similar to that 03 team, waiting for that, uh, that 03 now this senior year of 15. And, um, you know, hopefully we're seeing a similar payout as we saw in 03. How do you manage the expectations on this team, though, that everybody is, is expecting? You know, for us, it's all in-house. The expectations are from ourselves. You know, it's it's not the outside pressure. It's not the outside expectations. We have high expectations for ourselves. And so, you know, we're just focusing day by day, trying to get better each day. Um, been very uh, specific of for the kids and the coaches of we were concentrating on certain areas each day of seeing improvement. And if we see improvement in those areas as we continue day by day, um, you know, we'll put ourselves in a good position. We'll talk about the improvement. What have you been able to see from last year's team now up to this year so far you know for us the, the fundamentals really were important and cost us some of the games and ball security was a huge thing last year especially in our losses you know the majority of our turnovers for 10 games came in five games and so been a big point of emphasis and we've continued to work on that day by day um, finishing drives capitalizing in the red zone and scoring opportunities was a huge issue last year so you know we're doing things to prepare for that and you know we'll find out tonight during the game if uh, some of those areas have been improved in well the first thing is now you step into the first game and now you've got Reed Stanley out. How is his ankle? Yeah, it's coming around, you know, not probably as fast as he or anybody would like, but, um, you know, he's improving daily and uh, just unfortunately maybe not quite good enough to get out there tonight, but um, we'll have him back soon enough. How do you keep it from being a lingering injury throughout the rest of the year? Uh, the big thing is, you know, rehab correctly. We have a great trainer with Brandon Giles who takes care of those kids and um, has been very uh, diligent at getting Reed to rehab, strengthen that thing, do the stretching, do the icing, those sorts of things that um, allow you to, to get back quickly. And um, it's just a maintenance thing day-to-day, week-to-week that you can't let down because once you get it once, you got to take care of it. Are you changing any philosophy as far as offensive or defensive schemes this year? Yeah, probably the biggest thing, whether it's a real change of philosophy or not, we want to be aggressive. We want to be aggressive on both sides of the ball. And we feel we have a lot of good athletes and, um, you know, we can be aggressive with those guys, both on offense and the run and pass game and defensively in coverage and, you know, with blitzing. So, you know, we're hoping to see a lot of aggressiveness out of those guys with play calling and performance. What do you think about the depth on this year's team? That's probably more than we've had for the last few years. When you have 17 seniors, that's a great place to start. Um, you know, those guys are hungry, and it's their last year. They want to go out with a great year. 
Um, and our underclassmen have been working hard and uh, really seem to be filling in and finding roles and niches, whether it's on special teams or as a backup or, you know, with Reed going down, there's, you know, stepping up for an injury, those sorts of things. I've um, been very happy with their efforts so far. Matt, it's Tusky Valley tonight. Last year it was a win. They went 0-10 last year. They've got a new coach. Is it hard to anticipate what this team is going to do tonight? Yeah, you know, it's they're going to be hungry to get a victory. You know, we weren't there too many years ago, and I remember how we were chomping at the bit to get back out on the field. So I'm sure those kids are excited to get back there on out there on Friday night. It's a new year, a uh, new attitude for everybody. Um, you know, everybody's zero zero until you play that first game. So I know they're going to come out hungry and aggressive. You know, I don't want to look ahead, but you've got the three non-conference games tonight, then Ridgewood next week, and Triway. These are three important games as you take these steps towards the playoffs, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the way our league is, it's so competitive that if you don't come in with a solid non-league record, uh, it can put you into a 5-5 five and five type of season, and we saw that last year. So um, it's extremely important that we get off to a good start tonight and use that momentum to build into next week and the following week. You all ready to go? Absolutely. Buckle it up. Let's get it going. All right, Matt. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Dave. We'll be back with more on tonight's PNC Bank pregame show after this timeout. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know you have an entire cheering section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet. Because when you can see your money clearly, you always know where you stand. PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and help save for the future. To get started and open a PNC virtual wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Back at Waynedale High School, good evening everyone, I'm Dave Mitchell, here as we've got Tusky Valley, the Trojans 0-10 on the year, getting set to take on the Waynedale Golden Bears here this evening, they were 5-5 five five a year ago, opening game of the 2015 season, Tusky Valley coming in with a brand new head coach, but the old coach is still a coach. <laughs> George Zagales is in his first year. He's a former head football coach at Tusky Central Catholic, where he went 2-8. and eight. He's been in Florida since 2013, and he's taking over for Curtis Love, who is who was at Tusky Valley for the past six years and had a record of 19-41. and 41. And Curtis Love is going to be the assistant coach, but Pat, his son, Ethan Love, is going to be the quarterback as a freshman. So I think the Bears' mission tonight is to get the freshman off of his game. Yeah, definitely when you have somebody, um, not only a freshman, but somebody that's inexperienced, you want to possibly bring some blitzes and disguise some coverage uh, so that you can uh, mix them up and get them confused and try and get them to turn the ball over. Well, wide receiver Tyler Burrier is a 6'3", 190-pounder. He figures to be the Trojans' top playmaker this year. They've also got Adam Kohler, who's a nose guard. He's going to be playing with a broken hand for the first few games of the season. They are huge up front. They average 6'5", 280 pounds across both lines. Now, Peter Hopwood is going to start at outside linebacker. These are the names that you're going to be listening for here tonight in this one for Tusky Valley. Last year for Tusky in the pack, this is it. 
They are leaving the pack. They are going to the Inner Valley Conference. Northwest and Orville are coming to play in the pack next year. And, Pat, that's going to be quite an interesting move, especially for Orville. Northwest has been playing outside of a conference now for the last three years. But for Orville, it's going to be quite a move from the OCC into the pack. Yeah, they're going to go from one of the smallest schools in their conference to probably um, close to one of the biggest now in their conference. So, um, you know, they did have success previously that they were able to win some league titles, but uh, as we've seen lately, the cupboards possibly run a little bare down there. So they're getting out of the OCC, and they're joining the conference where they can compete a little bit better, and, and we'll see if it works out for them. Last year, the Bears went 1-2 and two in their conference games, and, or non-conference games, excuse me, and who could forget that game against Triway last year? I know I certainly won't. Yeah, I, what a game. 72-47, but, and then they lost down at Ridgewood a year ago, but these three non-conference games, Pat, are very important to the Bears' chances of going to the playoffs. Yeah, um, as we've said, especially with Ridgewood uh, looking to have a, possibly a, a pretty good season, uh, you know, as it works in the OHSAAs, you gotta you gotta win games because the way you get points to make the playoffs is is by winning ball games. So, um, you know, that's that's the number one priority, and we always see, you know, they only take eight teams from a region. So, you know, ten and zero, you're you're pretty much obviously a, a shoe in. Nine and one, you get get a little iffy, but eight and two, um, you're flirting with disaster there. So um, you can't really drop too many games, and you got to start it off strong with these first three games. You know, in my mind, Pat, the keys for Waynedale this year are going to be winning the close games that they haven't done over the last couple of years, and defense. They've got to improve on defense. They gave up 25 points a game last year. They've got to improve that side of the ball. And they've got to learn how to win these close games. That's my thoughts. What about yours as far as what are the keys for Waynedale this year? Uh, I, I would agree with you. You know, defense has to step it up. Um, winning the close games, can you attribute that to possibly some inexperience last year? Possibly. But with all the seniors, you got to have them step up and make plays that you expect seniors to make and win ball games. I think a big thing, too, you know, as far as a question mark is uh, there's a couple new uh, linemen that we're going to see tonight defensively, Adam Mullet, um, you know, hasn't hasn't played organized football before, so we'll see how he does. And then uh, on the offensive line, you got a couple sophomores going in there with Ty Straits and Ben Farrar, and we'll see if they can uh, step up and help anchor anchor the line. Yeah, the line is going to be very very interesting for the Bears. You've been associated with Adam Mullet. He is a big, and I hate hesitate to say the word boy because he's a junior. But 6'4", 225, he's all of that. He, he definitely is. He's a, he's a strong kid. You know, he was um, working the past, past few years uh, doing the cement work, I think. But, uh, you know, decided he wanted to come play some sports. And, and he's, a, he's a very strong kid. And um, they got him into the weight room and, and got him even stronger. So I think they're expecting some big things from him. You know, obviously, if, if he wasn't able to cut it during uh, practices, then, you know, just being big, they wouldn't have put him in there. So they obviously saw something that, that he's able to do and, and cause some havoc there on the defensive line. So I, I'm personally excited to see what he can do. And Colton Purdy is back after suffering the ACL injury a year ago, and he's back virtually just 10 months after having surgery. Yeah, tough, uh, tough injury. I believe last year it was Tusky Valley where he got hurt on a special teams play, and 
Um, you know, that, that hurt in multiple ways. You know, the football team, because he was on special teams and hurt the basketball team. Um, but, you know, had his surgery, he's gone through his rehab, looks looks good, looks healthy. Um, they're expecting him to, to be able to go in and make some plays also and and uh, contribute to this team. On the injury report for tonight, Waynedale's Reed Stanley is out. He suffered that high-sprained ankle two weeks ago in a scrimmage. How much will that hurt the Bears tonight, Pat? Uh, it, it, it does hurt. You know, obviously all the experience he has, he's been playing – you know, varsity football since he was a freshman, so he's got experience. He can he can read holes well, but um, you know, it's a good thing it's against a, a team like this. You know, you'd be more worried if it was against a Norway or a Smithville or a Chippewa. Um, but I think the Bears have enough skilled positions that they can step in and be able to uh, fill in the hole for for Reed, and uh, hopefully he comes back next week against Ridgewood. Also tonight, Kyle Ice is out. He's got a leg injury. Isaiah Menuet is going to play, but he's got a burst bursar sack in his knee that swelled up very, very... <laughs> it really puffed up, according to Matt Zerker, the beginning of the week, but then it went down just as fast as it puffed up. So that's the injury report for tonight. Matt Zerker in his 10th year, 50 wins against 44 losses. It is Waynedale entertaining the Tusky Valley Trojans. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Only 10% of us get enough daily exercise. And that number is dropping. Nearly 30% of us are overweight or obese. As a result, we now have a shorter life expectancy than our parents. But give us the right start in sports, and we'll never stop. Learn how at activeforlife.ca. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek, the Spidel Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton. And by the Shelf Brothers Farms. Now let's go to the stadium for tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears High School football game. The 2015 high school football season is set to get underway. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell with Pat Mitchell, and we have got Waynedale Golden Bears football for you here this evening as the Bears 
open up the season at home for the first two games, and tonight it will be the Tusky Valley Trojans coming to town. The Trojans were 0-10 a year ago. They are under new head coach George Zagalas, and the Bears come in after a 5 and under 10th year head coach Matt Zerker and the Bears are expected to do a lot this year. Pat, should be a very entertaining season. Glad to have you along for the second year. Yeah, I'm excited to, to get things going and as we've been talking about, a lot of expectations for this season and uh, I'm excited to see what these seniors and this whole team can do. Well, Waynedale did not win the toss. Tusky Valley won it, but they declined. So Wayndale will be starting out on offense tonight. And let's go over their starting lineups for this evening. They will start across the front line. A left tackle, Tristan Anderson, a 5'11", 212-pound senior. Ty Straits is the left guard, number 50, a 5'10", 225-pound sophomore. Christian Warner is a 6'3", 235-pound senior. At right guard, is number 53, Sam Farrar, a six foot, 255-pound senior. And at right tackle is Ben Farrar. He is a 6'3", 225-pound sophomore. At the wide receivers, Waynedale will go with really four wide receivers this year. They'll have two slots and two wide receivers. Aaron Spidell, number three, a 6'2", 180-pound senior at one wide receiver. Colton Purdy, number 24, a 5'9", 156-pound junior, will be at the other. At one slot is Nick Strasbaugh. He is a six foot, 188-pound senior. He had over 16 touchdowns last year, over 2,000 yards in total offense. And then comes Antoine Lewis in the other slot. He's a 6'1", 178-pound senior. In the backfield, no Reed Stanley tonight. Logan Stanley will start at the running back position, number 22. He's a 5'11", 164-pound sophomore. We're about ready to kick this one off. And we will do that when we return after this timeout. When it comes to cheering on your team, chips and dip don't cut it. So build a better game plan. One that starts with tender, juicy pork. Kick things off with a pork tenderloin and sausage flatbread. Serve a slam dunk with sweet and spicy pork kebabs. Or hit it out of the park with hearty pork meatball sandwiches. With pork, there are countless ways to keep game day going strong. Find more winning ideas at porkbeinspired.com. Brought to you by Shop Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers. Waynedale in their new uniforms this year, and they look pretty good, Pat. Yeah, they are. They are very sharp. Um, I was Coach Zerker showed me a photo of what he had gotten earlier this year, and you know when I saw him, when I saw those the home man aways, I was I was impressed. So. Um, they're going to look good this year, but they got to play good, too. <laughs> Nick Strasbaugh sat back to return this opening kickoff. Bears will be going from left to right across your computer screen and set to kick it off for Tusky Valley here this evening will be their kicker, Will Muster. Muster, a 5'10", 165-pound senior. Strasbaugh back in the center. Menue and Antoine Lewis on his flanks. Getting set to kick this one off, and the 2015 season is underway. It's a shank kick to the left-hand side, and Tusky Valley is going to recover it at the 40-yard line of Waynedale. So, George Zagalis, in his first play as the new head coach at Tusky Valley, does the punch kick, and Tusky Valley manages to fall on top of it, and they take it over first and ten at the Waynedale 40. Uh, just uh you know, you almost got to be expecting that, but the front line, you know, wasn't for uh, Wayndale, so they're going to have to start on defense. So, 
for the Trojans. They will start out with Ethan Love, the freshman, six foot, 150-pound quarterback. They go out with receivers out wide to the right. In the slot is Jacob Arendale, and the handoff is going to go to Arendale right up the middle, and he's going to be stacked up and brought down by the interior lineman of the Waynedale defense. Looks like he was hit immediately by Ty Straits, the sophomore. Gain of two on the play for Arendale. And it will bring up second down and eight. Tusky Valley is going to try to go with a two-platoon system this year, which is, in high school, a play-by-play man's nightmare, especially <laughs> when Tusky Valley wouldn't get back in touch with us with their two-deeps. Arendale is the eye-back. And in the backfield is Abernathy, and the handoff goes to Arendale, and Arendale's going to take it off the left side where he is stacked up and downed by Tristan Anderson. And also for the Bears, Garrett Higgins. And he takes it down to the 36-yard line, so a gain of three yards on the play and call it third down and a long five. As you said, a long five. Um, obviously, Arendale's kind of the go-to back here for Tusky Valley, but he just went out of the ball game. They brought in three new guys. A uh, little confusion here. Tusky Valley may need to burn a timeout here early in the ball game. And they're looking over at George Zagalis, and that is what they are going to do. They're going to take a timeout. We'll just keep it right here with 10.39 to go in the first quarter of play, and Tusky Valley uses their first timeout of the ball game. So they got away with the pooch kick, and now they've got a third down and five yards to go. And like we said, they are going to go with a very young, young unit for the Trojans. But across the front line, they start all seniors except for the tight end, and that's Joe Zagalas. He's a sophomore. It would be interesting to see uh, early what they want to do here, if they want to put some confidence into this young quarterback and um, try to gain this through the pass, or if they uh, pull out some sort of... uh, run with a bunch of blockers and, and try to pick it up that way. Your officials for tonight, while well, we've got a moment here to give them to you, the umpire is Dan Doinson. He's the referee. The umpire is Matt Byer, Charles Lee, the linesman. Kevin Nan is the line judge, and the back judge is Phil Nelson. 10.39 to go in this first quarter of play. Bill Cedar, former Waynedale head football coach, will be our guest at halftime of tonight's game. Coming out is Ethan Love, and they have got Cody Lewis in the backfield out of the I formation. Dropping back, and a pitch back comes to Lewis along the left-hand side. He takes it across the 35, inside the 35 to the 33, where he is stacked up and downed by the Waynedale Golden Bears. Logan Stanley picking up that tackle, and it'll bring down fourth down and two. A good tackle by Logan. They're, you know, good form, which is obviously something you would expect uh, from being a wrestler. So big brings a big fourth down here, and again, we'll see if the the Tusky Valley coaching staff has confidence in their young quarterback. Gabe Shetler comes back in, and Cody Lewis is the single setback. Receivers go out wide right. The Trojans are going to go for it on fourth and a long two. Love with the long snap, turns around, hands it off to Lewis, and he's going to be stacked up at the line and downed. And he's struggled forward, but the officials have him marked down at the 31-yard line. A yard gained for Lewis, and the Bears will take it over on downs. Great job there by the Bears, you know, not hanging their heads when uh, the onside kick wasn't recovered. And 
I think we saw our first Adam Mullet signing. He uh, reached his big arm over the top of the guy who was blocking him and was able to stop the, the runner, Lewis. So the Bears will come out, going from left to right. Out wide left is Menue. Now going out wide left is Bixler in the slot is Menue on the left-hand side. Lewis and Spidell out on the right side. Single setback is Strasbaugh. Now moving in motion to the left to the right is Lewis. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh. Gets hit at the line. Spins forward and is down right about at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Maybe a yard loss. We'll see where they spot it at the yard marker. But they're going to keep him right about at the line of scrimmage. So no gain for Strasbaugh on his first carry of the year. Reed Stanley out tonight with that high ankle sprain. Spread formation for the Bears. Brevin Reby alone in the backfield as Strasbaugh goes into the slot left. Dropping back is Reby. Looks down, now rolls to his left. Looks downfield on the left sideline. Throws it out into the flat. It's complete, but a flag is down. Complete to Ty Bixler is who it looks like. Yes, Ty Bixler with the catch. He got it out to about the 38-yard line, but there is a flag down on the play, and it looks like it's going to go against the Bears a hold. So a holding penalty against Waynedale will negate the pass, and Tusky Valley will take the penalty with 9.16 to go in the first quarter. And instead of second and a long 10, it'll bring up probably about second and about 18 or 19 from where they've got the spot. Now the officials are talking things over with the captain of Tusky Valley, Adam Kohler. He's looking over to Zagala's, and now I think they've decided, yes, they will take it. I don't know why he wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure what first the, game for uh, everybody. Yeah, what the, <laughs> what the holdup is. but So the penalty will knock it back. That's the first penalty against the Bears. And it takes it back to the 23, make it the 24-yard line. So it'll be second down and 23 yards to go. Bears come out with Bixler wide left, Menue in the slot left. Lewis and Spidell out to the right-hand side. Now Strasbaugh is going to move into the slot on the left-hand side. Ball on the far hash mark. Reby single back. Moving in motion as Lewis comes back, sets up behind Reby. Reby takes the snap, hands it off to Lewis. Now no, Reby's going to keep it himself around the right-hand side to the 30, to the 35. Spins, he's hit by a gang load of Trojan tacklers and takes it out to the 38-yard line. 15-yard gain for Brevin Reby, and that's one thing that Matt Zerker said, Pat. He was going to bring back the option from Ren Weaver days and run it with Brevin Reby, and he did that time, and it paid dividends. Yeah, you know, I I'd never thought I would say that Brevin Reby, Brevin Reby is your leading rusher for the season, but <laughs> so far he is, and, you know, obviously... Hole opened up, so he took it. Don't blink. It may not happen again. Handoff around the right-hand side to Strasbaugh. Gets a good block out in the flat. Cuts it to the 50. And inside, Trojan territory and run out of bounds at the 49-yard line. 21. Check that. 13-yard gain on the play for Strasbaugh. And it's a first down for the Bears. Some struggle on the offensive side to uh, start the first couple plays, but seems like the Bears are getting it figured out here. Strasbaugh set back in the backfield with Reby. Receivers out wide on both sides. Ball in the near hash park. Fake handoff, throw over the middle. It's complete to Antoine Lewis at the 30. First down for the Bears, their second. Just a quick pass over the middle, down to the 29-yard line. So a gain of 20 
on the first completion of the year by Brevin Reby. And that is something that we did not see a whole lot last year from Antoine Lewis because of injuries, but, you know, that's that's a great sight to see as him making plays out there. Reby in the backfield. Bears first down and 10 from the Trojans, 29. Menuet lines up behind Reby. Handoff, fake handoff. Now option runs it out and hands it off to Strasbaugh. Strasbaugh spins inside and down to the 35-yard line for a gain of, call it about four on the play. And it'll bring up second down and six. And like I said, don't blink because right there, Nick Strasbaugh just overtook Brevin Reby for the Made, rushing title. Made a nice move there in the backfield to escape a tackler, but uh, we're seeing Tusky Valley defenders get in the backfield here pretty easily, so that's something the Bears are going to be concerned with. Moving in motion is Menuet to the near side. Now throws out into the flat to Menuet, gets a good block. He cuts it to the 20, 20, 15, 10, 5. He's run out of bounds, but they'll say he stepped out oh at the my. 2. Boy, Menuet was tiptoeing up that sideline, and the side judge came in and said he stepped out of bounds at the two-yard line, so a 23-yard completion to Isaiah Menuet, and the Bears have it first and goal. I don't, I don't know about that, but, uh, you know, whatever the official says is, is what goes, but, you know, we'll, uh, we'll take it, I guess. So Menuet with his first reception of the year, 22-yard reception, First and goal just outside the one. Strasbaugh, the setback, handoff to Lewis, and now a flag down from the side judge, and they're going to call a legal procedure on the Bears. So that'll knock them back five yards and take them outside the five. 7-12 to go in this first quarter of play. Bears with their first drive of the season, and they are knocking at the door. They were down at the one, and now the penalty puts them outside the five to almost the six. We see a little bit of a different formation here. Strasbaugh taking the snaps right now with Reby lined up at receiver. Strasbaugh out of the Wildcat, moving in motion as Lewis. Handoff goes to Lewis on the jet around the right side. He's going to cut it inside the five, down to the three as he is upended on a nice tackle by Ethan Love, the safety. So Tusky Valley just went away from their whole strategy of playing two-way. Ethan Love, the quarterback, now he's playing safety. So second down and goal after the three-yard gain by Antoine Lewis. Ball just outside the two. Strasbaugh still a quarterback. Reby lined up out wide right. Strasbaugh, fake handoff. He's going to cut the naked bootleg around the left-hand side, and he's going to go in for the touchdown. He escaped the tackler, Peter Hopwood, and after he did that, there was nobody left there to pick him up. Strasbaugh with his first touchdown of the year, and the Bears go out in front of it by a score of... Six to nothing. Uh, again, part of the read option stuff that that Nick's going to do a good job with this year. If he's if he's got to run the quarterback, just had to make one guy miss, and the rest of the way was green pastures. Jarrett Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. Reby will hold with 6:34 remaining. Snap is down. Kick is up. Kick is good. There's an official timeout on the field. 6:34 left to go in the first quarter of play. Your score: Waynedale seven. And Tusky Valley, nothing. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Siding from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice. 
1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com. Back at Waynedale, where the three-yard touchdown run by Nick Strasbaugh has put the Bears up on top by a score of 7 and I think pretty impressive drive by the Bears for the first time this year, Bub. Yeah, as we said, started off uh, probably not the way that they wanted to with the first couple plays and the penalties, um, but something to definitely build on and some points to, to fix, but uh, being able to overcome that stuff and put the ball in the end zone, that's that's a good sign for the Bears. And Jarrett Wanzik kicked the extra point last year. Wanzik in extra points was 27 of 35, and he starts out this year 1 for 1, 6.34 to go in this first quarter of play. Bears needed that. This is one of those games that the longer you leave Tusky Valley in, the longer they think they've got a chance to win it. And they're coming off an 0-10 year. They're looking at starting off on a good foot this year. Wanzik approaches the ball, kicks it up the field, and it is goes past the receiver, Mitchell Stovall. And Stovall picks it up around the 5, dances, and gets out to about the 6-yard line. And that'll be it for Tusky Valley. They'll start first and ten at their own six. Looked like the tackle on the play was made by Lewis. Yeah, a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of dancing out there. Didn't really get too many results out of it. So Tusky Valley pinned back deep in their territory. First and ten at their own six. Six twenty-eight to go in the first quarter. Ethan Love, the freshman quarterback. Now rushing in to the huddle is Landon Fox. Fox is a junior, 5'10", 165-pounder. Love under the center. Cody Lewis in the backfield, handoff to Lewis, and he's going to take it off the right side and be stacked up at about the six-yard line for no gain. Tackle there for the Bears, Sam Farrar and Ty Straits. So no gain on the play. And it brings up second down, maybe even a yard loss. Yeah, I think we'll see uh, the Bears really stack the box here and make Tusky Valley prove that they can be able to throw it to advance the ball. Now Love is in the shotgun with Mitchell Stovall back behind him. Love's going to take it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the six and drop down again. Boy, the interior of that Waynedale line, Adam Mullet was right there looking at things, and so was Sam Farrar. They picked up the tackle, and it's a no gain, and it'll bring up third down and a long 10. Yeah, it seems, seems like if uh, Tusky Valley wants to have some success on offense tonight, they're, they're going to have to try to do something else besides run the ball up the middle. 5.20 to go in this first quarter. Aaron Dale is back into the ball game now for Tusky Valley as they line up in the straight eye formation. Love, two tight end set, handoff up the middle to the up back, and he's going to take it right to the line. He's going to be hit at the five and now driven back. They're going to say he got right back to the line of scrimmage and stopped there. Seth Johnson, number 34, running the ball on that one, but he got no gain. And that will bring up fourth down, and Tusky Valley is going to be forced to punt from their own end zone. 4.45 to go in this first quarter, and Johnson, who just ran the ball, is going to drop back and punt from about the middle of his own end zone. Nick Strasbaugh dropping back, and now Aaron Spidell is coming back. He's going to field the punt for the Bears. He's the single setback, as Strasbaugh, who did it all last year, is not doing it in, so far in this one. 
Johnson, high snap, gets an end-over-end kick that's going to be taken by Spidell at about the 45. He cuts it to the 40, and he's going to be downed at the 38-yard line. So nice return by, by Spidell. Tackle on the play by Daniel Alberti. 4.19 to go in this first quarter of play. Timeout on the field. Your score, Waynedale 7, Tusky Valley nothing. Experience a pleasant atmosphere and homemade comfort food daily at Deb's Den in Apple Creek. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's no assembly line food at Deb's Den. Everything is handcrafted and fresh, from the sandwiches to the soups and sides and the dinner specials every day. Stop in for breakfast Tuesday through Saturday from 7 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. Back here at Apple Creek, Waynedale High School, Brevin Reby brings the Bears' offense out on the field. They lead at 7-0 with 4.19 to go in the first quarter. Reby gets the snap, fake handoff to Strasbaugh, looks over the right-hand side. He's got Spidell, had to leap for it. It was just over his outstretched hands and incomplete. Yeah, Aaron was he wasn't wide open, but there wasn't anybody within a few yards of him and just barely overthrew him. So the Bears will have it second down and 10. It's just inside the 40-yard line. 4.13 to go in this first quarter of play. Waynedale on top of it, 7-0. Matt Zerker calls the plays on the sideline, and they've also, on the sideline, have got Gage Gray, who holds up the signs for Reby to signal out the plays. And Not very often do the Bears go with a huddle, but they did there. Reby? With Strasbaugh in motion to the right. Handoff goes to Logan Stanley, his first carry of the evening. And he takes it down to the 36-yard line for a gain of three. So Logan Stanley with his first carry, taking the place of Reed Stanley tonight. And it brings up third down and six. We'll see what the uh, the Bears may have up their sleeve uh, to try to get this long third down converted. Third down, call it seven. Ball resting just outside the 36-yard line of Tusky Valley. Bears took it over in Tusky Valley territory after the punt. Handoff goes to Strasbaugh around the right-hand side. He's tripped up, and he's going to be dropped inside the 35 down to the 34-yard line. He actually ran into the heels of Logan Stanley, and that tripped him up, and then he was brought down. So a gain of about three. Strasbaugh looks to the sideline and said, let's go for it. And call it two-yard gain for Strasbaugh. He's got... Five carries, 22 yards on the night so far. Yeah, I would say with the way your defense is playing, you might as well go for this. And they will. Fourth down and a short five. Bears need to get it to the 29-yard line. Hand off, fake hand off to Strasbaugh. Out on the right-hand side to Antoine Lewis. Lewis takes it down to the 25-yard line and a first down. Nine-yard reception on the play for Antoine Lewis. And, Pat, that's a good sign. Yeah, as, as I said earlier, that's, that's a very welcome sign uh, to see Antoine out here making plays. So a first down for the Bears. 29 yards passing for Brevin Reby on three attempts, and that pass is knocked down at the line of scrimmage intended for Titus Bixler out on the left-hand side. 2.59 to go in the first quarter. That play just never materialized. I've seen uh, the past two plays, you know, Colton Purdy was another option. He didn't really run a route. He was just going out there to be able to, to block, and it seemed like um, the Bear receivers were confused there as well. Titus was almost looking like he was going out to block as well. But first game, confusion. Second down, 10. Moving in motion is Lewis. Now he sets up behind Reby in the backfield. Handoff goes to Lewis. Off right tackle. He takes it inside the 25, down to the 23. 
So a gain of three on the play for Antoine Lewis. He's got two carries for six yards here tonight unofficially. And it brings up third down and six yards to go with 2.40 and running in the first quarter. On that sign that Gage Gray is holding up on one side, it's got a picture of Ron Burgundy. (laughs) I don't know how much Ron knows about football, but he evidently is helping the Bears call plays. Now there's an official timeout as Tusky Valley's Levi Simpson, one of the, uh, the defensive linemen, has got a helmet malfunction. Just a gorgeous night for football here tonight. You couldn't ask for any better weather, and we're going to be begging for this about the middle of October. Yeah, we are. It, it, you know, earlier in the week we were getting the, the fall weather with the 50 degrees, and it's really, uh, it's really got nice this weekend. And as you said, just a great night for opening up the football season. Now Muster comes in in the place of Simpson, who's got to leave with that helmet problem. And it's third down and six. Reby gets the snap out of the shotgun, throws it over the middle, just throws ball, completed the goal line touchdown. 22-yard touchdown pass to Nick Strasbaugh, and the Bears are on top of it now, 13 to nothing. Great, great pass by Reby. Put it where only Strasbaugh could get it. He knows he's an athletic kid, so he put it up in the air and... Nick went up and got it and was able to just fall into the end zone. First touchdown of the year, second touchdown of the year for Nick Strasbaugh, I should say first pass, passing touchdown for Reby, 2-11 to go. Wanzik in, kicks it up, and it is good. No good. I think it hit hit off the, uh, that did. the post. Hit off the post. So Wanzik misses the extra point, 2-11 to go in this first quarter of play. There's a timeout on the field. Your score, Waynedale 13 and Tusky Valley nothing. Need a satisfying snack on the go? In your car and don't want to stop long? For over 25 years, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been servicing the public and been a supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has a history of tradition and hard work. Just stay in your vehicle and cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, every beverage and snack need is met with prompt, courteous service. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. 13-0 here with 2.11 to go in the first quarter of play from Waynedale. Bears on top of it as they have scored on their first two possessions of this one. Wanzik hit the upright on the extra point. Set back to return for Tusky Valley is Mitchell Stovall, Tehran Mitchell Stovall, and also back to return Peter Hopwood. And they're going to come up around the 15-yard line to receive this kick. Wanzik kicks it off, and he kicks it up the right side to Hopwood. Hopwood's going to take it in. Check that. That's Cody Lewis. He takes up the right side, outside the 30 to the 35. He's tripped up on the play, tripped up and run out of bounds by Tristan Anderson. So Tusky Valley, after the return, out to the... 33-yard line. We'll take it over first and 10. Bears defensively. Let's go over their lineup. They go with the 4-3-4 alignment. Sam Farrar and Adam Mullet at the defensive ends. Ty Straits and Tristan Anderson are the tackles. The linebackers are Logan Stanley and Antoine Lewis. Middle linebackers Jarrett Wanzik. Corners are Isaiah Menue and Aaron Spidell. And the safeties are Titus Bixler and Nick Strasbaugh. Love Fake handoff. He's going to run it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped. They have got nothing, Pat, up the middle tonight. Tackle made 
on the play by Tristan Anderson again. Yeah, as you said, they haven't, haven't gotten anything. Um, they're going to have to try to figure out something else to do to, to move the ball. They haven't tried to pass yet tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, this secondary's got to be getting bored here. They're, they're not getting tested. They're not being able to tackle anybody. So it, it's been all the interior for the Bears. Arendale is back in. He is the setback. Love drops back, hands it off to Arendale. He's going to be hit right at the line again. Titus Bixler comes up from his safety position, picks up the tackle along with Tristan Anderson again. He was getting bored. Had to move up a little bit. But see, that's the problem. Is that you get these safeties drawn up, and then you throw over the top of them. Now Tristan Anderson is going to take a breather, well-deserved. And coming in for Waynedale to take his place is Trevor Garrod. Receivers out wide on both sides for Tusky Valley. Arendale, the setback, as they're out of the I formation, as we're under a minute to go and running in this first quarter. Dropping back his love for the first pass. Throws it out into the right-hand side. It is complete on the play to Seth Johnson. And Johnson is going to be run out of bounds close to the first down marker, but they're going to say he's about a yard shy on it. So a nine-yard completion. And it will bring up fourth down and less than a yard to go for a first with 42.1 seconds to go in this first quarter. Uh, looks like Tusky Valley is going to leave the offense on the field try to go for this. Well, I would think they've got to go somewhere except for up the middle because they've got nothing up the middle all night. Arendale, the setback. Love the quarterback, the freshman. He's going to hand it off to Cody Lewis. Lewis is going to get it off the left-hand side. He picks up the first down out to the 47-yard line. And that's, that's the most success, obviously, that they've had so far up the middle. Nine yards on four carries for Cody Lewis. 37.3 seconds to go, and that was the initial first down of the night by Tusky Valley with a half a minute to go in the first quarter. Ball resting just inside the 49-yard line. Call it the 48-yard line. First and 10 for Tusky Valley. Clock running, 20 seconds to go in the first quarter. Love hands it off to Lewis. Lewis takes it across the 50 into Waynedale territory and down to the 47-yard line for a gain of four. Lewis had some success last year against the Bears. He probably was the most successful of any of the Tusky Valley players, and that'll do it for the first quarter of play here from Waynedale. So we've played one. Waynedale with two touchdowns by Nick Strasbaugh and a touchdown pass from Brevin Reby. And at the end of the first quarter of play, your score, the Waynedale Golden Bears 13 and the Tusky Valley Trojans nothing. Enjoying this broadcast of Waynedale High School football, so are many others. And you can be part of the action. Ever seen the signs on the side of the road saying, this sign could be yours? Well, this spot could be yours. Join our list of sponsors for the entire broadcast year. We're offering you prime advertising coverage of all Waynedale High School football and the entire boys and girls basketball seasons. Call us this week for details at 466-4240. Golden Bear Athletics, join the action. 466-4240. Exceeding your expectations is what the Spidel Funeral Home strives for. Every day the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most. They've been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you. 
and trust your family with their care. The Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. As we open the second quarter of play, Ethan Love rolls out to his right, and he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped immediately by the Bears' defensive line, led by Ben Farrar. So Farrar picks up the tackle, and they're going to give Ethan Love a gain of about a yard on the play, and it'll bring up third down and call it nine. Uh, they actually... Pushed him back three pushed yards. Him ba- pushed him back three yards, right. So it brings up third and nine ball just on the other side of the 50-yard line. Dropping back is Love out of the shotgun. He rolls to his right under a heavy rush. Rolls down to the right sideline, throws, and it is incomplete. His intended receiver was Ty Burrier. The Burrier fell down coming back to the ball, and the pass is incomplete. Fourth down, nine yards to go, and it will bring up punting time for Tusky Valley. Well, we saw Tusky Valley have a little bit of success there, but uh, the coaching staff got with the Bears in between quarters and figured things out, at least for two plays, and Tusky Valley's back to punt. Simpson will punt the ball away for... Tusky Valley from their own 49-yard line. Back set to return is Strasbaugh under a heavy rush. Farrar almost got it. Strasbaugh's got to go back to his own five, catch it over his shoulder. He picks it up, spins to his right, cuts it to the right sideline to the 20, 25, 30, and he's out of bounds. Nice return by Nick Strasbaugh on the play. He's run out of bounds at the 31-yard line, and the Bears will take it over first and 10 from their own 31. This is the first time they will start in their own territory. If I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, 11 minutes to go in the first half. Bill Cedar, former Waynedale head football coach, one of the top coaches in the 60 years of football at Waynedale, will be our guest here at halftime. So the Bears break the huddle on the sideline, and Brevin Reby comes out with Isaiah Menue, Bixler, Spidel. Strasbaugh. Now check that. Colton Purdy is into the game now instead of Titus Bixler. He split out wide left. Spidell is wide right. Single setback is Strasbaugh. Out of the pistol is Reby. Now the handoff goes to fake handoff. Throws out to the left. It's complete to Lewis. Lewis, nice cut to the 40, down to the 45, and he was one step away from breaking that thing for a touchdown. Uh, Isaiah Menue had was in position to get the block, but I think he almost tripped up Antoine too, but as you said, he was he was one step away from from breaking that for a touchdown. Forty-five yards in receptions on three catches tonight by Antoine Lewis, and this is exactly what Matt Zerker wanted out of Lewis this year to give the Bears that second and third receiver. Strasbaugh out of the pistol. Off to Reby, pitches it back to Lewis. Lewis hemmed in behind the line. He's going to take it forward to the 40, out to the 45, and he's going to struggle to get right back to the line of scrimmage. Pat, i got to say, after watching Antoine Lewis over the last three years, he has come into this senior year, and at least in this first half of play, he's showing 
extreme confidence in his abilities more than he has over the previous years. Yeah, he was, I mean, just that play alone, he was eight yards behind the line of scrimmage and was able to use his strength and uh, his leg power to at least get back to the line of scrimmage so there wasn't a, a loss on that play. Ten minutes and running left to go in the first half. Reby. Out of the shotgun, moving in motion, is Stanley. Fake handoff to Stanley. Now Reby's going to roll out to his left under a heavy pressure. He's going to throw it out to the left side. It is complete to Strasbaugh at the 30-yard line of Tusky Valley. And he's hit and knocked out of bounds by Cody Lewis. They're going to say he's out of bounds at the 31-yard line. Good job by uh, by Nick to come back for that ball. He was, he was open down the streak. Uh, down the middle of the field, but Brevin was, was hurried and he was not unable to get it to him uh, on the run, but Nick was made a smart play and came back to him and they were able to get a big gain on that. Reby now 5 of 6 passing tonight for 91 yards. 9.35 to go in this first half. Reby out of the shotgun. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now moving in motion is Stanley. Stanley is Fake handoff run right up the middle is Reby. Reby to the 20. Puts a juke on, but can't get past the tackler, Gabe Shetler. And he is down inside the 20 to the 18-yard line for a gain of 14 on the run. Another big run by by Brevin Reby. That's that's what he's going to be used for. You're you're thinking these other guys are going to get it, and then all of a sudden um, he's going to keep it and and get big yardage. Reby. Has three receivers out wide right, two wide left. Now moving in motion as Stanley sets up in the pistol behind Reby. Fake handoff. Reby drops back, throws it out into the left flank to Colton Purdy. Purdy cuts inside the 10. Down inside the 5. He's going to struggle and get down right at the 5. Tackle made by Gabe Shetler. Another first down by the Bears. That's the first time that we've seen Colton Purdy touch the ball this evening. So, you know, looking pretty good coming off that, that surgery. And again, he's, he's another guy that the Bears are going to look to to make plays this year. Well, we'll get back to what you said before the game about Colton Purdy and his speed here in just a moment. 8.40 to go, and now timeout, Waynedale. So the Bears will take a timeout. We'll get back to that when we return. 8.40 to go in this first half of play from Waynedale. Your score on official timeout on the field, it's Waynedale 13 and Tusky Valley nothing. Harvest Market offers you everything you need from a community grocery store, providing fresh local meats, ready-to-go meals, and a full-service deli. Harvest Market is your one-stop butcher shop and can cut to order. The barbecue chicken is fresh off the grill, and the smoked ribs are second to none. For your next get-together, leave the cooking to Harvest Market. Harvest Market's convenient hours are Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sunday, 10 to 6. Harvest Market, located in the core of Apple Creek. Come taste the difference. 8.40 8.40 to go. Bears use their first time out. Pat, you mentioned before the game Colton Purdy speed. Yeah, he's uh, he's not really a burner like some of these other guys like Nick and Antoine are, but uh, he's very shifty, um, can make some moves, and you know he's got the elusive speed um, or quickness, and um, and we saw it there. He, he made some moves and was able to, to get a 13-yard gain. Strasbaugh is going to take over the Wildcat as the Bears are first in goal from the five-yard line. Logan Stanley in the backfield. Lewis is moving in motion, and the fake handoff, it goes, Strasbaugh runs around the right-hand side, and he's going to be hit behind the line and dropped, and now flags are all over the place. As one of the Tusky Valley players went back and took a headbutt 
into it looked like Sam Farrar. Check that. It wasn't Sam Farrar. It was Ben Farrar that he went into. I'm not sure what was going on there because Ben was just laying on the ground. That's obviously uh, not smart. Personal foul against Tusky Valley. So that'll take it half the distance to the goal line. So they'll mark it just inside the four. 8.30 to go, and the Bears looking to pad their lead. They lead it 13 to nothing right now. Second and goal. Ball resting at the four-yard line. Strasbaugh still out of the Wildcat. Reby is out wide to the right-hand side. Logan Stanley in the pistol. Handoff goes to Antoine Lewis. Lewis gets a block by Stanley, takes it in for the score. Lewis with the touchdown run from four yards out. His first touchdown of the year. And with 8.25 to go in this th first half of play, it's 19-0 Waynedale on top. A, a good drive. We saw the, the Bears took over in their own field position and just were able to really march the ball down the field without too many issues. Um, so, you know, now, now they're starting to hit on some cylinders here. Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. Good hold. Kick is up, and that one is good. So Wanzik two for three in the extra point category, and it's 20 to nothing. Waynedale will keep it right here with 8.25 to go. And, Pat, you couldn't have asked for a better start out of the Bears at the beginning of this season with three possessions and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's offensively, that's exactly what you wanted. We talked earlier about uh, defensively being able to get more stops. And uh, that's that's what they're doing. You know, Tusky Valley's only got a couple of uh, couple of first downs here, and and the Bears, especially the interior line, is stepping up and and making plays. And as we expected, the skill position players are are doing their job, and the line up front's opening up holes for them. You know, while I've got a minute, I want to send out some good wishes to a friend of mine out in Gillette, Wyoming, who's in the hospital, and I promised him if he listened tonight, I would say hello to him. Mike Ladke is resting comfortably in the hospital out in Gillette, Wyoming, where he is recuperating from cancer surgery. So, Mike, hope you're doing well, and I hope you're enjoying listening to us tonight on Ultimate Sports Talk. Get better soon. 8.25 to go, and another thing, Scott Murphy's birthday is today. Well, happy birthday to Scott. And another thing, while we've got time, Fire and Ice, one of our sponsors, they're offering half-price appetizers after the game. I, I would suggest anybody who's who's got the time and looking for a place to go after the game, that's that's the place to be. They got delicious food. So Wanzik will kick it off with 8:25 to go in the half, and he kicks a low-line drive that is going to be taken by one of the upbacks of Tusky Valley. That being. Thomas Muster, and Muster just covers it up at the 28-yard line, and that's where Tusky Valley will take over. First and 10 from their own 28-yard line. Bears lead it 20 to nothing. I'm always looking for some place to go after the game, especially with food. That's, that's, a, good, uh, that's a good place. First and 10, Tusky Valley. Ethan Love, the freshman quarterback. He's getting a lesson here this evening as far as not running up the middle against the Bears. Hand off to Arendale. Arendale right up the middle. He's going to be hit by Bixler. Maybe spin forward for about a yard. Sam Farrar is going to pick up the tackle on that play. 
So a gain of about a half a yard on the play for Arendale. He's got three carries, five yards unofficially tonight. One thing we're seeing a lot of is a lot of gang tackling. You know, it's not just one guy getting off their their blocker to make the tackle. It's a whole slew of guys who are getting off their uh, block to make tackles. So that's that's a welcome sign, obviously, for that interior line. Yeah, they're definitely swarming tonight. Love with Mitchell in the backfield. Handoff goes to Cody Lewis on the sprint around the left-hand side. He's going to take it outside the 30-yard line to about the 31, so a gain of two on the play by Lewis. He's got six carries tonight for 15 yards. He's the leading ball carrier for the Trojans. And it will bring up third down and six with 7.23 to go in this first half. Trojans just have not been able to really get anything going on the ground tonight. Arendale is coming back in along with Simpson. And Lewis, who I just said is their main ball carrier tonight, leading ball carrier, and Mitchell are leaving the game. Love brings them up to the line of scrimmage on third and six. I formation. Love drops back. Fake handoff. Rolls out to his right under a heavy rush. Now he's going to cut it up the middle to the 30. And he's going to be gang tackled again and dropped. Antoine Lewis there. Sam Farrar and the man leading the way was Logan Stanley. So the sack on the play by the Bears. Again, just, I mean, <laughs> a whole slew of... of Golden Bears there, ready to make a tackle. And it will bring up punting time for Tusky Valley on fourth down and eight yards to go after the sack. With 6.15 to go in this first half. Simpson, high snap. He kicks it off, and it will be punted up the field, and it will be hit at the 40 and just die at the 39-yard line. So a 31-yard punt, no return for the Bears. Nick Strasbaugh just stood there and let it hit and did nothing about it. So the Bears will take it over with 6.04 to go in this first half of play, and the Bears are on top of it, 20 to nothing in what has been so far an impressive showing. Yeah, offensively very impressive, defensively very impressive. 6.04 left in the half. Um, you know, obviously you kind of probably want to stick to your base stuff. Try to get at least one more score into the end zone. You know, if it's a quick one, obviously the goal, the goal would be to get another stop and get another one in there. Maybe get the ball with two minutes left and try to run your two-minute offense to work on that. But um, the goal right now is obviously to uh, put more points on the board. Bears have two timeouts left. They used one at the beginning of the quarter. Reby drops back out of the pistol, hands it off, and it goes to Strasbaugh. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped on the play. Nice tackle inside by Peter Hopwood, the outside linebacker. Loss of four yards on the play on Nick Strasbaugh. I would say the one thing that is probably the blemish so far in this game for the Bears is we've seen a lot of Tusky Valley defenders get in the backfield. Um, obviously something they're going to want to work on going down the road, especially when they're going to face uh, better interior linemen uh, such as Norway and Chippewa. Um, Smithville, those those types of teams. Reby out of the shotgun. Fake handoff to Strasbaugh. Rolls out to his right. Cuts it to the right side. He's under a heavy rush. And is still with the ball. Throws it up the field. Complete to Titus Bixler at the 44-yard line. Nice job by Brevin Reby to extend the play until Bixler could get himself open. Nine-yard completion 
on the play to Bixler. And the Bears have now a manageable third down and six yards to go. As you said, a, a good job by Brevin to kind of scramble out, not panic, and just throw the ball away or, or you know, throw it to somebody who was covered. He, he waited for somebody to come open, and, and Bixler was able to come across the, the middle, and, and he found him. Now out of the shotgun with receivers out wide on both sides is Reby. Ball on the far hash mark. Reby looks to his right, looks to his left. Now down the middle, complete oh the stroke ball on a nice one-handed catch. Tapped it up in the air and brought it down inside the 40 to the 36-yard line. That's that's one where Brevin needs to go uh, give a high five to Nick and say thanks for saving my butt there. 22-yard reception on play. Third catch of the night for 68 yards for Nick Strasbaugh and a touchdown. First and four Bears, their ninth of the first half. For 55 to go, Bears lead by 20. Reby, motion is Lewis. Fake handoff to Lewis. Reby's going to hit right up the inside the 35 to the 31, make it the 32-yard line. So gain of four on the play for Reby. Three carries tonight for 28 yards. Not bad for somebody who didn't really run ball, he was getting scrambled last year. Reby's down in six with Strasbaugh behind him in the pistol. Lewis is in the slot right, slot left. Now Lewis is going to move into the near side. Drop back is Reby, throws it out into the slot to Lewis. Lewis gets a block by Bixler, and they're going to call a block in the back of Bixler. As Lewis cuts inside the 25 down to the 23, but it'll all come back as the Bixler blocked one of the defensive backs for Tuskelly in the back. Yeah, tough, uh, tough play tight is there. You can tell he didn't really want to block him. He was waiting for him to turn, um, but didn't wait long enough and, you know, got called for the block in the back. 4.06 to go. And that's the third penalty of the night against the Bears unofficially. It takes it all the way back to the 41-yard line, 4.06 to go in this first half. And it'll bring up second down and 14 yards to go. Now Stone Cold is on that play card. And they've got all sorts of celebrities on that play card. (laughs) Spidell is out wide right, Bixler wide left, Menue in the slot, Strasbaugh slot right. Moving in motion as Menue now lines up in the pistol behind Reby. Fake handoff to Menue, handoff now on the pitchback goes to Strasbaugh around the left-hand side inside the 40, and he's going to take it back to the original line of scrimmage at the 38-yard line. So a gain of four on the play by Strasbaugh. And it'll bring up third down and call it a long 10, a short 11, whichever you want. Yeah, again, uh, not something, you know, the penalty, you know, hurts you. So we'll see if the Bears can overcome that as they've done all night with any mistakes that they've had and be able to get a first down. Logan Stanley in the pistol along with Brevin Reby, the quarterback. Reby slaps his hands. Fake handoff to Stanley, drops straight back, now rolls out to his right, gets a good block, stops at the line of scrimmage, throws it deep up the field to Spidell, and it will be intercepted. He threw it up for Spidell in the end zone, and Ty Burrier came down with it at the one-yard line. So Tusky Valley will take it over at their own one with 2.53 to go in this first half of play. You know, I'm not saying that he should have dropped the ball, but that's one of those plays, Pat, where he may have been better off just dropping it because look where they've got it now, backed up against their own goal line. Yeah, I thought uh, also Brevin probably would have, he had a chance to pick up the first down if he would have just tucked it and ran. He had a wide open space in front of him, but 
if you're going to throw it up to somebody, that's that's not a, a bad option. Um, you know, Aaron Spido, he's shown last year that he can go up and get the ball, and um, Burrier just, just made a play. I mean, you got to tip your cap to him. He went out there and made a play. 2.53 to go in this first half of play. Lewis in the backfield, along with Alberti. Ethan Love hands it off to Lewis. Lewis is going to be hit right at the goal line and stopped up at the line of scrimmage. Punt, spun forward, got out of the end zone, but it picked up maybe about a foot on the play, and it will be second down and call it 10 from the one. And this is, uh, you know, if you're, if you're the Golden Bear defense, this is where you want to pin your ears back and try to get in the backfield and make up for that interception by uh, getting in there and try to get a safety. 2.23 to go in the first half. At halftime, Bill Cedar, our guest, and we'll also have a little bit of the Wayndale Golden Bear Marching Band during our halftime show. Second down and a long nine. Love hands it off in the backfield and a nice run up the middle. Best of the night by Cody Lewis as he sprinted right up the middle and got it out to the 10. So he's got a gain of about eight on the play, and it'll bring up third down and a yard. He's been the only one successful here tonight. He's got eight carries for 24 yards unofficially. But that was the first time that they were actually successful at running something up the middle. Yeah, he, uh, he really hits the hole hard and is shifty at it too. So uh, he's going to stay in there, and they're probably going to give it to him again. Third down and a yard. Handoff goes to Lewis. Lewis breaks it across the line of scrimmage, picks up the first down outside the 15, and gets it to the 17-yard line. So a gain of seven on the play for Lewis, and it is a first down for Tusky Valley, and a timeout going to Waynedale, and we'll take a timeout also. A minute 34 to go in this first half of play. Your score from Waynedale: it is the Bears 20, Tusky Valley nothing. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern Pride, the Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg. Build your own burgers. Try our brisket and pulled pork. And every Thursday night is half-price wing night. Everything cooked to your satisfaction, so you'll come back time and time again. The Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sunday, 11 to 8, located just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. 134 to go in this first half of play from Waynedale. It's 20 to nothing. The Bears on top of it. This has been an impressive one. Bears will be back at home next week for Ridgewood. Number 25 ranked team in Division 5, according to J.J. Huddle. So that one will be an important game for the Bears also. Love out of the shotgun on first and 10 from the the 18. Love drops back, throws it into the slot complete. And tackled immediately by Brevin Reby is the receiver, Landon Fox. Fox with a nice catch on the slant in. Gain of nine on the play. Second completion of the night. Love drops back, straight back, gets away from a rusher. Now throws it over the middle, and it's incomplete to the intended receiver, Ty Burrier. Love just threw it into the ground, and that will bring up third down and about a yard. He had a guy open, but he was getting too hurt. He wasn't able to set his feet to, to get it down the field far enough. Seen a lot of Wayndale players with their hands on their knees, hands on their hips. You know, you would hope at this point fatigue's not getting to be a factor. Third down in a yard, ball resting at the 26-yard line. Dropping back his love out of the shotgun. He's going to be under a heavy rush. Hit by Lewis, dropped in a sack. Lewis got the sack, and then Adam Mullet came in and got him also. 
But a big rush there by the Bears, and also back there helping to get him was Christian Warner. Second sack of the night by the Bears. Antoine, he got in there fast. I, I still remember uh, last year when he came from the backside against Tusky Valley and and uh, just absolutely blindsided their quarterback. You know, with the season he had last year, that was that was probably the best play he's had. Uh, he had all last year. And, you know, obviously tonight, offensively and defensively, he's he's really stepping up and and showing the uh, the fans and the coaching staff and his teammates that he's ready to go this year. 102 left to go in this first half. The Bears will have one timeout remaining in this half. Simpson is back to punt the ball away. Check that. Seth Johnson, excuse me. Seth Johnson is back to punt the ball away. Set back to return is Nick Strasbaugh. He's setting up at about his own 45-yard line. Punt will come from the 20-yard line. Johnson gets the ball partially blocked by Lewis. Ball goes straight up in the air, hits it about the 26, and it'll go down to about the 35-yard line. Picked up by Strasbaugh, and he is gone! It was just dying. Tusky Valley... Let it go, and Strasbaugh came in from nowhere, picked it up, and ran it in for the touchdown from 36 yards out, and the Bears lead it 26 to nothing. Well, another smart play by Nick Strasbaugh. I mean, he just saw that nobody was around it. I don't know why, if you're Tusky Valley, you're not finding the football and, and covering it and knocking it down, but he, he, he made a play and just picked it up and ran it in. And it's 26-0, third TD of the night by Nick Strasbaugh, but it was made possible by the partially blocked punt from Antoine Lewis. Now Wanzik will come in to attempt the extra point, puts it up, and it is true. So Wanzik hits the extra point, his third of the night, and it's 27-0, Wayne Dale on top of this one. Just a... Just two great plays. That's what you want is your seniors to make plays, and two of them did tonight. Well, there's there's a lot of options out there if you want seniors to make plays. And um, again, he just, he saw nobody was around the ball, just picked it up and ran it in. And you know the funny thing is, may maybe it isn't funny, but the Bears' main running attack rusher is Reed Stanley, and he's not in the game. Yeah, I mean as as we talked about before, obviously a loss um, for the Waynedale offense and defense, but. There's enough skill, guys, that, you know, a game like tonight, they're able to step it up for him. Obviously, you, you want to try to get him back next week for Ridgewood, a, a better team, and going into the season. But from the reports and seeing him warming up before the game, you know, barring any setback, he should be able to go next week. That's why a lot of people compare this team not only to that 96-97 team, but the 2003 team because they all had tremendous weapons and a lot of them and we'll talk more with Bill Cedar about that at halftime coming up in about 48 seconds from now. Wanzik is going to kick it off and it's a high short kick that will be taken in by Muster again at the 35 yard line. They might as well set him back because he's he's collected in two kickoff returns tonight. Yeah they're not gonna not gonna let him kick it deep and again with the way the defense has been playing they're just going to kick it short see if they can't get a little pooch and uh, be able to to possibly get the ball back. Now I'm going to say here on the roster, it says muster. 
is a 5'10", 190-pound freshman. I'm sorry, he's not 190 pounds. <laughs> he's more than that. Tusky Valley has it first and 10 from their own 35. Handoff up the middle to Arendale. He's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and dropped by, guess who? Antoine Lewis again. And we're under 40 seconds and running. Strasball with three touchdowns, Lewis with numerous tackles and three receptions in this one. And the, the uh, running touchdown for Antoine. Just been quite a night for the pair of seniors. Arendale leaves the game. Mitchell is in. Love out of the shotgun with 18 seconds left to go. Second and nine from the 34. Love out of the shotgun. High snap. Brings it. Drops straight back. Now rolls out to his left to the sideline. He's going to cut it up. and going to be hit and dropped and run out of bounds. Boy, they grabbed him right around the shirt collar. That's Ty Straits there. Ty Straits, the sophomore, and that is it for the first half. You couldn't ask for a better half by the Waynedale Golden Bears here in this initial half of the 2015 season. Bill Cedar, our halftime guest, coming up here in just a few moments. Your score at halftime from Waynedale High School. It is the Golden Bears 27 and Tusky Valley nothing. Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru on Main Street in Apple Creek, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, the Spidell Funeral Home, with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster, and the Apple Creek Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You're listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Now back to the field for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Welcome back to Apple Creek. We are at halftime of tonight's game between the Waynedale Golden Bears and the Tusky Valley Trojans on Ultimate Sports Talk. I'm Dave Mitchell. It is the 60th year of the Southeast Local School District, and because of that fact that halftimes during the year, we are going to be interviewing some prominent people that have been involved with Waynedale football during the past 60 years, and our first guest is a former head football coach at Waynedale. That is Bill Cedar. Bill is the superintendent of the Mount Vernon School District right now. He's out of coaching, but in his 16 years as head coach of the Bears, he finished with 102 wins against 49 losses. He had two teams that were extremely prominent and are constantly compared to this year's version of the Golden Bears, that 1997 team that went 12-1 and undefeated in the WCAL and nearly went to the state championship game before they were beaten by Liberty Center, and the 2003 team, which tied for the Wayne County Athletic League Championship with Smithville and were defeated in the regional finals by Villa Angeles St. Joe. Our guest tonight, Bill Cedar. Bill Cedar, our guest here at halftime of tonight's ball game between Tusky Valley and Waynedale. Bill, thanks for joining us this evening. How are things going in Mount Vernon? Well, Dave, thanks for having me. Uh, things are going great here. Um, uh, this is uh, starting of the third year, and um, so it's been a good transition for us. But we certainly missed those folks back at uh, Waynedale and enjoyed our time there. Well, it certainly has been uh, an interesting few years since you've been gone. Matt Zerker taking over for you, and he's done a fine job as far as taking over the football program. But the reason we wanted to have you on tonight was the 
60th anniversary of the high school and the football program at Southeast Local. And two of the teams that a lot of people are talking about over the past few years have been that 97 team and the 2003 team. And who better to have on than the football coach of them, and that was you. And Tell me some of the things that you remember about, first of all, that 97 team, Bill. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I was blessed to, to be at Waynedale for 16 years, so they are all special in their own right, but uh, but you're right, there's some that stand out. That 97 team, uh, you know, that team that uh, went 10-0, and and, and we kind of started a three-year streak there that uh, I believe was 28-2 and in a regular season, was just a, it was a special time in Waynedale football, and I think it, it always starts with the kids. Um, you know, we had outstanding senior leadership. Uh, of course, Matt Zerker was uh, was uh, I think part of that uh, era as well, and and so it was a special time. It was a time to make that regional championship kind of a run, and and um, it's one I'll never forget. Did you have the inclination that that team was going to be as special as it was as they were coming up? Um, you know, we knew we had some kids who had uh, were part of that '95 team, and '95 was a special year too. I think that was the time we made it to the final. Uh, I'm thinking we made it to the uh, final four, maybe in that year. But um, you could just see the the hunger in the sophomores that year. They saw great leadership from that '95 team, and the work ethic uh, that they displayed in the off season was just was just outstanding and and actually if you go back to the 96 team we had a couple little injuries along the way um but from about 95 on up to that 2003 we we just had some outstanding kids who who had a work ethic that you know I think uh, people envy today and uh, uh that's what made it pretty special so yeah I would say that uh, certainly that leadership you saw it coming you knew good things could happen but like anything, you have to have some luck along the way, and we had some nail biters in there, and and uh, but but it was a great ride. Bill, one of the similarities I think between that '97 and that 2003 team was the fact that you did have several hard workers. Is that just one of the things that you can compare between the two squads? Um, you know, I think uh, I think that certainly is one. I think the other thing that uh, seems so similar was the close knit relationship. Um, certainly among among the senior classes in those years, in both instances they uh, they hung out together, they uh, had good times together, they worked out together. Uh, it was just it was a family feeling that um, is special when you see it and you certainly recognize it, and probably even more importantly when you don't have it, you realize something's missing. So I think I think that's what made those uh, those two classes so special. You know, I hate to compare both squads, but I'm going to ask you this. One, another thing that you can look at from those two teams where they both had outstanding quarterbacks, they both had outstanding running backs. Uh, yeah, and I think they had the, the complementary parts along the way. Um, I think what made them so good um, was the fact that it was so much less about the individual and more about the team. So while indeed we had, uh, you know, uh, we had a great running back and quarterback in the 97 team and we had equally the same, uh, in the, uh, 03 team, uh, but they didn't, they didn't look at it that way. They saw themselves as a collective group from the linemen to the skilled players, um, and and again, I, I don't think they were looking at individual accolades. Everything was about the team. And boy, when all those things line up, uh, special Bill, things can happen. You know, Bill, 
like you said, those those types of things don't happen very often, those types of groups. But you had two groups that came up within six, seven years of each other. What do you attribute that to? Well, you know, interestingly enough, there were a number of those kids on the 2003 team um, that were in some way, shape, or form related um, to that 97 team. And when I say that, uh, you know, obviously uh, your son and, and my son and, and many of their friends, uh, whether they were ball boys or just on the sidelines or just came to games, they saw firsthand uh, at a young age what exciting times could come when a team just pulls together. And so that that 03 team directly saw that, and they looked up to those kids. I I can remember talking to kids from that 03 team, uh, and they would say, you know, I remember uh, Matt Zerker, I remember Todd, I remember, and they could go down the line. And so, you know, they saw something pretty special, and I think they, uh, in a lot of ways, emulated some of the things they did from that 97 team. Bill Cedar, our guest here at halftime of tonight's ball game. Bill, you can almost say the same thing about this year's senior squad. They spent a lot of time with that 2003 team, too. Yeah, that, that very well could be true. And, and uh, you know, my hope for them would be that they saw uh, they saw the egos put in check, they saw the individual things put off to the side, and that they would uh, they would work so hard for each other, and that it would be a team thing because that team ride can be fabulous. And uh, so if there's one thing I, I would hope they would have picked up, it, it would have been that. And if they did, uh, wow, I, I think it could be an exciting year in Bear Country, and and uh, I would certainly wish them uh, wish them nothing but the best there. You know, Bill, you spent 16 years as head coach of the Bears, and now you've been in the administration end for it for the last seven or eight seasons. Do you ever get the inclination to try to get back into coaching, or are you done with it? Well, Dave, I tell you, uh, there's not a there's not a day goes by, or certainly uh, an August first that doesn't go by that you don't miss it. And um, you know, this is a, a new chapter for me. But do I ever see coaching again in my future? I, I do. Uh, I love it. Uh, I miss it. My family. Uh, that, that's uh, those have been the best times of our lives, and the and the impact that, quite frankly, we think we have an impact on young men, and I hope we do. But the impact they have upon you is just something that uh, you can never forget. So uh, certainly miss that and uh, would would perhaps welcome an opportunity to jump back on the sidelines someday in the future. You know, Sean has picked up your mantle at Ashland High School taking control of the wrestling program. How does he like it over there? Well, yeah, he has, and I'm I'm, I'm certainly proud of him. Um, you know, he um, he's going to be his own individual, and uh, I see a lot of the things that uh, – uh, in him, as I've watched him coach, uh, as I know you've watched your boys coach over the years, and and uh, it can't help but make you feel proud. He's doing a great job there. He relates really well with the kids, and you know it's about relationships. Uh, you know, wins and losses are going to take care of themselves, but the impact you can have on young people is so important. And and uh, I guess what makes me proud is I see that. And uh, I see that excitement in him when he comes home after practice. And so it's nice to have him closer to home. Bill, thanks for joining us tonight here at halftime. Good luck down the road. All right. Thanks, Dave. You take care. One more note about Bill Cedar. In his 16 years at Waynedale, he coached 25 All-Ohio players. And he was inducted into the Ashland County Sports Hall of Fame in 1998. Our thanks to Bill Cedar, former coach 
of the Waynedale Golden Bears for being our guest here at halftime. We'll take a look at the stat story of tonight's game and have some other halftime festivities for you right after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Twenty-seven to nothing. Waynedale on top of this one at halftime as the Waynedale Golden Bear marching band comes forward. And Pat, I'll tell you what. You look at what has happened in this first half of play. Nick Strasbaugh with three touchdowns, and the Bears are on top of it, twenty-seven to nothing. Yeah, just uh, really kind of picking up where he left off last year, um, and a, a good sign. Last year, I remember the opener was somewhat of a struggle. You know, still coming out with the win. Um, but defensively is really where the Bears have, have stepped up um, and offensively just making plays, just going out there and making plays. So let's take a look at the stat story for tonight's game. And, Pat, you've got some of the stats that are going on in this first half. Uh, we'll start with the Tusky Valley Trojans. Uh, just 40 yards of total offense for them on 25 plays. Uh, 17 yards through the air, 2 for 4. 23 yards on the ground, uh, 17 uh, two two catches for 17 yards, uh, the one penalty for 15 yards. Individually, again, Ethan Love, the quarterback, he is two for four for 17 yards. Uh, rushing, really the only bright spot is Cody Lewis, eight attempts for 34 yards. Uh, the other main rusher, Jake Arendell, has six attempts for five yards. Uh, through the air, receiving-wise, Landon Fox, one catch for nine yards, and Seth Johnson, one catch for eight yards. For the Bears, 222 yards of total offense on 30 plays for a 7.4 yard per play. 156 yards through the air and 66 yards on the ground. Uh, penalties, three penalties for 25 yards, so really a big uh, a down spot there. Uh, they have three sacks for minus 13 yards due to the Bears defensively. Ten first downs for the Bears, eight on, or two on the ground, eight through the air. Uh, Brevin Reby, a passing, he's 11 for 14 for 156 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Rushing for the Bears, surprisingly, uh, Brevin Reby leading the way, three attempts for 33 yards. Nick Strasball, eight attempts for 18 yards. Antoine Lewis, four attempts for 12 yards. And Logan Stanley, one attempt for three yards. Receiving, again, where the Bears are making their money tonight, Nick Strasbaugh, three catches for 65 yards, one touchdown. Antoine Lewis, four catches for 43 yards. Isaiah Menuey, one catch for 24 yards. Colton Purdy, one catch for 13 yards. And Titus Bixler, two catches for 11 yards. And right now the score is 27 to nothing. Let's just take a moment here and listen to some of what's happening this year with the Waynedale Golden Bear Marching Band. Shut up, please. 
We're at halftime. It's 27 to nothing. Wayne Dale on top of this one over Tusky Valley. We'll have more of our halftime show after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in their customers' lives and help customers choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Locally owned, community driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 27-0, Waynedale on top over over Tusky Valley, and we've got some scores from around the area, Pat. Uh, we'll start with the two local teams, the backyard rivalry, uh, West Holmes and Triway. At halftime, West Holmes is up 26-13 to on Triway, um, so the running game's really working there. Uh, Dalton and Garraway. Dalton leads Garraway 13-7, so somewhat of a surprise there. And last we knew, eight minutes left in the first half, Chippewa was up 41-12 on Wellington. Well, that's kind of what you expected over Wellington, that Chippewa would be able to roll over them tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, a team that struggled last year and uh, obviously a, a team in Chippewa who... Um, it's having success and has the league MVP back from last year, so uh, they're going to keep it rolling. They're they're going to put points up on the board and um, do what they need to do. Well, so far it's been Nick Strasbaugh and Antoine Lewis here tonight, Patrick. They've Antoine Lewis with one touchdown, but he has made some outstanding plays in tonight's game. And Strasbaugh really has just picked up where he left off last year. Yeah, you know what you're going to get every night out of Nick. Um, and with with Reed being out, we knew some other guys had to step it up. Um, and Antoine Lewis is he's answering the bell right now. He's he's playing great. This is you know honestly the best that we've seen him since his sophomore year. You know with the injury last year, he he struggled and um, he's starting his senior senior year off uh, in a fantastic way. And we've got just about five minutes to go before the kickoff of tonight's game. Twenty-seven to nothing. Wayne Dale on top of it, and we'll be back with more of our halftime show after this timeout. The Apple Creek Banking Company is a full-service community bank offering checking and savings accounts, installment, mortgage, and commercial loans. While being able to offer all of the services of a large bank, the Apple Creek Banking Company has remained independent for over 110 years. As a true community bank, Apple Creek Bank is invested in the communities they serve and the people that make those communities great. The staff at the Apple Creek Banking Company truly cares about its customers and helps them choose the products that best meet their needs. Stop in one of their six locations and see what community banking is all about. The Apple Creek Banking Company, locally owned, community driven, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Nice performance here tonight by the Waynedale Golden Bear Marching Band as the Bears have come out onto the field after their halftime chat from head coach Matt Zerker. George Zagalis, his first halftime chat as head coach of the Tusky Valley Trojans, and they're back out onto the field. And the Bears are on top of a 27 to nothing. Bub, you've got the scoring plays for tonight's first half. Uh, started off uh, 6.34 left in the first quarter. Nick Strasbaugh ran the ball in from three yards out. A uh, point out by Wanzik was good. 
And then continuing in the first quarter, 2-11 left. Uh, Brevin Reby, pass was complete to Nick Straw's ball across the middle for 22 yards. A uh, point after was no good. And then moving into the second quarter, 8.25 left in the quarter. Antoine Lewis ran it in from four yards out. The point after was good. And 48 seconds left, the uh, trickery, I guess you can call it, the mind trickery from Nick Straw's ball uh, returned the punt for 36 yards after nobody from Tusky Valley wanted to cover, cover it up. And the point after by Wanzik was again good. So the Bears lead at 27 to nothing. Pat, as we've said throughout the first half, this is about just about what Matt Zerker could have hoped for in the first half of play, but they've got to keep it up. They've got to show that they can play four quarters and continue to play and use the effort that they need to, even when they're up by a score like this. Yeah, uh, again, as you said, that's the big thing. Just keep playing. If you're out there, keep playing. Don't look at the scoreboard. Don't let up. Do what you're supposed to do. It's up to the coaches and the coaching staff to make the decision on uh, when to pull these guys if the if the score ends up getting out of hand and letting some of the other guys uh, play. But when you're out there, you play the best of your ability. You go 100%, and you don't save everything anything because, you, especially the first game, you want to come out and make a statement. Well, let's take a look at the schedule for Waynedale High School over the next couple of days. Tomorrow, volleyball action. They will be playing here at 10 a.m. against Canton South and Tuslaw. Uh, freshman volleyball action is playing at Chippewa against Northwestern. That's at 9 a.m. tomorrow. The boys' soccer team is at Orville tomorrow at 1, and the girls' soccer team is at Mapleton at 2. And while we've got a moment here, want to wish good wishes to Harvey Geyser. Uh, he has been going through some medical issues here over the last few days, but I see him down there. He looks really good, and I know he's getting better and better. and want to wish him uh, good wishes as far as his health ex- is concerned. 27 to nothing, Waynedale on top of this one here just before the second half kickoff. Pat and I will be back with that second half kickoff right after this final timeout. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. Brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on Ultimate Sports Talk. Hey everyone, it's Metro Styles with all the latest gossip on Justin Jonas Gaga. You want real talk? Then come hang out with Paso, Farmer, Dina, and Dom at the Paso Garage. We like talking sports, and we love talking trash. You can find us every Tuesday night at 6.30 Pacific on blogtalkradio.com slash AFSR. But what about Gaga's new dress? Paso's Garage, each and every week on ultimatesportstalk.com. Handoff goes to Stanley. Breaks it across the 35 to the 40 to the 45 to the 50. He's in midfield, and he is gone! Tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears football broadcast is made possible by the Harvest Market in Apple Creek. Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905. The Shop Brothers Farms, Murphy's Promotions, Deb's Den in Apple Creek, and PNC Bank. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Waynedale High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 27-0 the score here at halftime, and we are about set to get off the second half kickoff. Jarrett Wanzik, Bears will be going from... Right to left. The Bears got the opening kickoff as Tusky Valley declined and wanted to make their choice of the second half, but then they pooch punted, pooch kicked, and 
They recovered it, but now Wanzik will kick it off for the Bears. Back set to return is Lewis and Mitchell. It's a short kick. It'll be taken in by one of the upbacks for Tusky Valley, and that'll be run right back out. Landon Fox got it, picked it up at about the 29-yard line, took it out to the 35, and that's where Tusky Valley will start. Going left to right across your computer screen, first and ten. Three touchdowns by Strasbaugh, one by Antoine Lewis, and the Bears lead it 27 to nothing. And the interior of that defensive line by the Bears has been a wall so far in this first half. And coming out of halftime, you know, obviously you want a statement whether you have the ball or you're on defense. So the Bears really want to look here to uh, get a stop right away as we see something uh, new out of the Tusky Valley with no running back in the backfield. No running back there in a shotgun. Now moving in motion is Lewis. He's going to set up next to Love out of the pistol, and he's going to take the handoff around the right-hand side. No, Love keeps it up the right side across the 40 to the 42 to the 43-yard line where he is spun out of bounds by Titus Bixler and Nick Strasbaugh. So a gain of, let's call it, eight yards on the play for Ethan Love. So a little crack there, new crack by Tusky Valley. First, really a good job by Love to uh, run the the read option there. It, it was all the way in the in the belly of Lewis, and he pulled it out at the last second because if he would have handed it off, then that probably would have been a four-yard loss. Same formation. Receivers out wide on both sides for Tusky Valley. Love out of the shotgun. Now Lewis comes up and sets up next to him in the pistol. High snap. Love pulls it down. He's going to run it off left tackle. He's got some room. Cuts it across the 45 to the 50 into Waynedale territory and down at the 47-yard line. So a gain of 10 on the play. And it picks up a first down. Not really the way you want to start. Um, giving up two pretty big plays. Uh for the Waynedale defense, so they're going to have to make some adjustments here. Same formation. Lewis sets up next to Love. High snap again. Fake handoff. Love's going to run it right up the middle across the 45, into the 45, and down to the 42-yard line. Something came flying in out of the pile. I thought it was a flag at first, but it, I'm not sure what it was. I, I thought it was as well, but it, I think they're just throwing footballs on the other side, so it just... It's almost like a little optical illusion for us. Boy, right away, 24 yards on three straight carries by Ethan Love. And with 10.23 to go in this third quarter of play, Tusky Valley's got their first offensive momentum of the night. 27 nothing. we've just begun the second half. Love in the shotgun. Receivers out wide. Now Mitchell's going to set up next to Love on the right side out of the pistol. Again, a high snap. Love's going to keep it again, and he's going to be hit behind the line and gang-tackled and dropped. Farrar's in there, Strasbaugh, Mullet. You can name just about anybody, and the Bears had him in there making that tackle. So a loss of one, and it'll bring up third down and a long four. Eight carries on the night by Love, and he's got 22 yards. Obviously some success with him running. We'll see if they do that here again on third down or if he finally hands it off to Lewis on the read option. Same formation. Now Lewis is going to set up next to him on the left-hand side. Ball in the center of the field. Handoff goes to Lewis around the right side. He's got a hole. Cuts it inside the 40 to the 35. Spins out from a tackle inside the 30 and down to the 27-yard line. Boy, a big run there of 15 yards by Lewis. Understandably so. Coach Zerker is not happy with his defense right now. Just not being able to make plays so far. 
uh, in this half. Cody Lewis, a 5'9", 168-pound junior. And he has been, along with Love, the workhorse on this drive. Nine minutes and running left to go in the third quarter. Out of the pistol with Lewis to the left is Love. High snap again. Hand off to Lewis around the right side. He's going to be hit by Strasbaugh and drop. Right at the line of scrimmage at the 26-yard line. So no gain on the play, and it brings up second down. And about eight yards, call it seven yards, a long seven yards to go. Bears, you can see Matt Zerker on the sideline, not happy with what's going on defensively. Wants him to start stiffening up. 8.28 left to go in this third quarter. Bears on top, 27-0. Some mix-up in the backfield by Tusky Valley. Handoff goes to Cody Lewis. He cuts it inside the 20, but that's going to be coming back because Tusky Valley had two men in motion. Lewis came back from the left-hand side. Mitchell came over from the right-hand side. Neither one of them knew which one was supposed to be in motion, and they were both moving at the time of the snap. So the penalty will give it back to send Tusky Valley back outside the 30 just outside the 30 they'll mark it at the 30 and it'll bring up second and 12 that's a big game between Norway yeah that one we didn't uh, get to quite quick enough uh, Norway's up 13-7 on Hubbard which um, somewhat of a surprise there love with receivers out wide, they've got two receivers on the right. High snap, Love bobbled it, got it back, rolls out to the right. He's going to be hit and dropped in the backfield by Adam Mullet, his first sack of his career. Third sack of the night by the Bears defensively, and Mullet got it this time. That's the uh, second snap we've seen Love mishandle. The first one he was able to kind of um, get some positive yardage on, but Mullet got back in there quick. I don't know if they were trying to set up a screen and, the fumbled snap just kind of messed everything up, but he got in there quick, and by the time Love handled it, he didn't have any place to go. So Love, with a big loss on the play, all the way back to the 42-yard line on the sack. He drops back, looks upfield, now rolls out to his left under a heavy rush. He's going to tuck it under and run up the middle. Across the 30 to the 25 of Waynedale, down to the 21-yard line, maybe the 20. And he's close to a first down. Gain of 21 yards on the carry. Now the Bears have somebody down on the field. Somebody lying flat on their back, and let's see who it is. I can't tell, but it looks like it's the right ankle that they are looking at, or maybe it, maybe it is a cramp. But 7.03 to go in this third quarter. And the trainer is out for Waynedale as the Golden Bear is lying flat on his back. And we're going to take a timeout here with 7.03 to go in this third quarter of play. Tusky Valley getting some movement, and it does look like a cramp, so hopefully that's all it is. But we'll be able to tell you more when we return. There's an official timeout on the field. 7.03 left to go in the third quarter, and your score. Waynedale 27, Tusky Valley nothing. Amish craftsmanship revered worldwide. Dutch quality stone products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. In the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch quality stone provides a stunning collection of fine veneer stone readily available for dependable, easy to install options for homes and commercial properties. 
In our corner of the world, people believe in doing things right. Hard work, honesty, and genuine care. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Dover Road in Mount Eaton. Call today, 877-359-7866. Well, you kind of hesitate to say who it is down on the field. They're still lying flat on their back. Now they've got him up, and let's see. It is Nick Strasbaugh. Nick Strasbaugh. That's who I thought it was, but I wasn't quite sure, and it looks like it was just a cramp. And Yeah, his right calf, you can tell the way he's walking off, Pat. It's, it's all tightened up on him. Well, that's something that you almost kind of expect is cramping, especially early in the season um, with the warmer weather and um, just using muscles. Even though you're practicing, they're just using uh, muscles that they're not quite used to using uh, the whole time. But fourth down here for Tusky Valley, and they're going to go for it. Fourth and four, Isaiah Menue has come in to take the place of Strasbaugh. Love out of the shotgun, 6.58 and running left to go. Lewis sets up, and now movement on the offensive line by Tusky Valley, illegal procedure. Just jumping right out of his left guard spot was Ty Ayers. And that'll be the penalty against Tusky Valley. So a five-yard penalty, their fourth of the night. will make it now a fourth down and eight yards to go as the ball is resting at the Waynedale 26. And just one of those things for any team, you know, penalties, especially a short fourth down, you want to try to go for it, and a false start, that you know, that hurts you. Love out of the shotgun. Drops back, looking up the right side. He's going to throw it into the end zone for Shetler. It's an incomplete over his head. So the Bears hold on four downs with six and a half minutes left to go. There's an official timeout on the field. Waynedale will take over from their own 26-yard line when we return. And your score, it is Waynedale 27 and Tusky Valley nothing. For over 25 years, the Apple Creek drive-thru has been serving the community from snacks, beverages, anything you may need. Just like the Waynedale Golden Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek drive-thru wishes the Waynedale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. Brevin Reby, the quarterback, Bears going from right to left across your screen. Hands off on the right-hand side to Stanley. Cuts it across the 35, out to the 38-yard line for a gain of 12. So Logan Stanley with a nice gain on first down, and the Bears have another first down, their first of the second half. Yeah, obviously defensively not the way the Bears wanted to start, but they did end up getting a stop, so um, offensively they're going to want to try to make up for that a little bit by taking this possession and putting one in the end zone. First down and 10, Bears first of the second half. Handoff going to Stanley off the right-hand side again. That's Logan Stanley across the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds on the far side by Jalen Sharp of Tusky Valley. And he'll be run out of bounds at about the 43-yard line, so a gain of six now for Logan Stanley, and he's doing his best impersonation of his brother. Uh, Didn't see him get the ball too much there in the first half in the first two plays here. Now, whether it's just trying to chew some clock and uh, get this game over with or, you know, a strategy thing by the Bears, but they, they're going to him here. Second and four. Reby drops back, throws over the middle. Complete to Antoine Lewis again. Across into Tusky Valley territory and down at the 48-yard line for another first down. Eight-yard completion on the play. Yeah, nobody uh, really anywhere near Antoine Lewis there. Pretty Pretty easy pitch and catch there for Reby to Lewis. Absolutely. Another first down for the Bears. 
and it's first and ten from the Tusky Valley 48-yard line. 5.23 and running left to go in the third quarter of this one, the opening game of the 2015 campaign. Reby on the fake handoff to Logan Stanley, and he is going to be dropped behind the line of scrimmage as he read the read option, but Peter Harwood came in and read it himself and dropped Reby behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of seven. And really the first uh, misread of the read option that we've seen tonight by the Bears. And if that's the only one, then that's they're going the step in the right direction. Second down, 17. Now Nick Strasbaugh is back into the ball game. No, check that. I'm sorry. It's Logan Stanley. Stanley is back better behind with Reby. Fake handoff to Stanley. Reby's going to roll out to his right. He's got a lot of room. He's going to tuck it. Now he's going to throw it upfield. It's complete to Spidell at the 37-yard line to the 35 as he struggles forward. And he picks up the first down on a gain of 18 on the reception. Again, another great job by uh, Brevin Reby. He got hurried and he didn't panic. He went out to his right, kept his eyes down the field, and was able to find Spidell down the field. First catch of the night by Aaron Spidell for 18 yards and a first down for the Bears at the Tusky Valley 36. 4.20 and running left to go in this third quarter. Spidell out wide right. Colton Purdy is wide left. Slot left is Lewis. Logan Stanley is going to get the handoff from Reby. Runs it right up the middle. Cuts it to the 30, to the 25. He's got a hole. Cuts it to the right side, to the 20, inside the 20, down to the 15-yard line. Nice blocking at the point of attack by the Bears. And then outside, when Logan Stanley picked up the run, he takes it down to the 14-yard line, a gain of 22 on the carry. Again, a great job of him just... uh you know, great blocking up front, as you said, but he escaped some tacklers and uh, very shifty. You know, does, does look a lot like his brother running the ball out there. 3.45 to go in this third quarter. Bears first and 10 from the Tusky Valley 14-yard line. Purdy out wide left. Spidell wide right. Out of the pistol, it's Reby. Fake handoff. Throw over the middle. It is incomplete. He tried to go over the middle to Isaiah, Isaiah Menue, and it just went through his hands. He was double covered on the play. Antoine Lewis was back there also, but Reby was definitely throwing to Menuay. He got uh, got hurried a little bit and uh, didn't really get to a chance to step into the throw. He threw it off his back foot, so it didn't get as much mustard as he would like on it. So 3.33 left to go in the third quarter. Bears on top of this one, 27 to nothing. After a nice drive by Tusky Valley, the Bears have come back and answered with this one. Reby, handoff to Stanley, cuts it inside the 10, to the 5, to the right side, touchdown! Nice run by Logan Stanley. He read the blocking well, and Logan Stanley with his first touchdown. And the Bears are on top of it now, 33 to nothing. And a great job, not only the run, but the blocking, as you said. Aaron Spidell uh, just absolutely put the cornerback on his butt, and uh, Stanley was able to make the move around him and put it in the end zone. So a nice drive by the Bears, 3.27 left to go in the third quarter. Jarrett Wanzik in to attempt the extra point. High snap, Ariby gets it down, Wanzik puts it up and through. And the Bears are now on top of it, 34 to nothing. Logan Stanley with the first touchdown of his varsity career. Antoine Lewis has got one tonight. Nick, Oms- Nick Strasbaugh has got three of them this evening and the Bears offense running like a fine oiled machine right now 
Yeah, it's something uh, that's definitely good to see um, offensively. But that really wasn't the question mark coming into the season, was was the offense. It was the defense, and they're responding well, and, and the line up front. And we just saw in that last possession um, they were able to, to move the ball. Um, real quick before we uh, they tee the ball up and get ready to kick it off, we'd like to send our condolences out to a couple families that were struck hard by tragedy this summer. Uh, first, the uh, McCarthy family. Uh, Martha McCarthy passed away due to a long uh, battle with cancer and um, earlier in the summer uh, Tracy Wardell you know struck struck by a vehicle and uh, unfortunately lost her life so we'd like to send our wishes out to uh, the Wardell and Schaefer families and uh, the whole community it was it was great to see the community get behind both of those families uh, in their tragic loss absolutely our hearts go out to both those families 3.27 to go in this third quarter. Wanzik's going to kick it off, and it's going to be taken in by Cody Lewis. Lewis takes it in at the 20, cuts it across the 25 to the 30, and out to the 35-yard line, and that's where Tusky Valley will start. You know, one thing about it, Patrick, is that Tusky Valley, as young as they are, they have stuck with their game plan. They have deviated it from it somewhat here in this third quarter, but... They're starting to get used to what Zagalis wants them to do, and they're able to move the ball. At least they were on that last possession. We can see what they do here. Yeah, um, as you said, you know, game plan was to run the ball. They switched it up a little bit to start this half, going uh, spread out and doing more read option and letting Love kind of uh, make decisions out there. But you know, they, as you said, they stuck to the game plan. And last possession, they had some success with it. Love out of this pistol, hands it off to Lewis, now takes it back across the 35, out to the 37-yard line, still driving forward, and they're going to put him down at the 37. So Love with about a two-yard gain. What's strange about, I wouldn't say it's really strange, strange, but Ethan Love is the quarterback. He is a freshman. He is the son of Curtis Love, who was the coach, the head coach a year ago. And he stepped down, and now he's back as an assistant. Yeah, a little uh, interesting situation over there. Love picks up the leg, moves Cody Lewis back into the backfield. Now Love's going to take the snap. He's going to cut it off the left tackle across the 40, out to the 41-yard line. Gain of about six on the play. Or check out about three on the play, I'm sorry. And it will bring up third down and three yards to go. Love's got 11 carries on the night for unofficially 11 yards, but that also includes the losses that he's taken in sacks. Third down, four yards to go from the 41-yard line. Shotgun formation. Love drops straight back, looks over on the left-hand side, throws it through the hands of Logan Stanley and incomplete. He's trying to get the ball to Gabe Shetler on that left flat. And he threw it right into the hands of Logan Stanley, who just couldn't close him fast enough, and the ball squirted through at the incompletion. Brings up fourth and four, and it's punting time. Logan Stanley just had his first touchdown. He almost had his first interception <laughs> there, too. And I didn't get to see how much open space he had, but you know, he might have had an opportunity for two touchdowns. 
Clock is running. Snap over the head of Simpson. He's going to go back, pick it up at his 15. He's going to run to the left-hand side. Gets a block. Cuts it to the 20, to the 25. He's still going. Cuts it to the right, to the 30. He's got a lot of green to the 40. He's going to run out of gas, though, and he's going to be tripped up and brought down on the play by Waynedale's Austin Rogers, who came from behind and got him. But that's a first down on just an excellent play by Simpson to turn something, or Johnson, excuse me, something out of nothing. And that's something that just absolutely makes you sick as a coaching staff. You know, a bad snap, a mistake by the other team, and a guy who's not, not quick, he's, he's just a, you can tell he's a bruising runner, didn't, you know, not making any moves, just bears are missing, missing tackles, and he's able to pick up a first down. No, he, he probably ran about 80 yards and picked up 40. Love with the ball at the 45 of Waynedale. Drops back. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got a receiver. Lewis, it is the diving catch, and he went through his hands as he hit the ground and out of bounds. And now Lewis is down on that left side. He came down right on the ball, and I think he got the wind knocked out of it with 3.3 seconds to go in this third quarter. That's what you would, uh, would expect there, but just... Uh, we're seeing some mistakes here by the Bears in the second half, and... You know, obviously it's something that's kind of unsettling. You know, a guy going up the sideline wide open, he had a chance to catch the ball, you know, a big play before that. Um, so it, it is the first game. The Bears are up big, but there's definitely going to be opportunities when they look at films tomorrow morning. Um, there's going to be stuff that they can see and, and try to fix as we move on into the season here. 3.3 seconds to go. The clock is running because Waynedale is up 34 to nothing. It's going to be a continuous clock through the fourth quarter. Now the official is going to start the clock, and that will do it for the fourth quarter of play. So when we come back, we will enter the fourth quarter of play, and Waynedale is on top of it by a score of 34 to nothing over Tusky Valley. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Great food and a relaxing atmosphere. A good time had by all. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg. Spend time with friends after the game. Enjoy the food where you can build your own burger, showing off your creativity. Or try the pulled pork or the brisket. And every Thursday night, the Fire and Ice Pub is the place to be for half-price wing night. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 11, closed on Mondays. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 92. 34-0, Waynedale on top of this one as we enter the fourth quarter of play. Tusky Valley with the ball second and ten. Love hands it off to Arendale. Arendale takes it across the 45 to the 40, down inside Waynedale's 40-yard line to the 37-yard line for a gain of eight on the play. We haven't seen or heard anything out of Arendale in the last two quarters, but now here in the beginning of the fourth, he's back carrying the mail. Yeah, that's uh, the first time we've seen him go uh, put Love back under center as well. Third down and two yards to go. We've just begun the fourth quarter of play. Love back under center, eye formation. 
Third and two. Hands it off to Arendale. Arendale's going to be hit at the line. He's going to struggle to get to the 35. I don't think he's going to make it. They're going to mark him down at the 36-yard line. Adam Mullet in there. Ty Bixler and Sam Farrar again. I think we got another cramp. Uh, Aaron Spidell gimping off the field is grabbing his calf. Looks like it's tightening up there. And, and cramps are becoming an issue. We're going to give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game at the end of this one, our first one of the year. You know, last year against Smithville we had a decision. This Tonight, I think we've got a decision. The odds-on favorite would be Nick, but Antoine Lewis has played so well tonight. Uh, he's, had, he's had a great game on both sides of the ball. And even Logan Stanley with one touchdown, and he's done a good job. Fourth down and a yard. Tusky's going to go for it. Love under center in the eye. He's going to take it on the quarterback keeper, and I think he's got it across the 35, just inside the 35-yard line. They'll mark him just inside the 35, and if that's where it is, he's got the first down, and he does. So Love picks up the yard to get the first down. 10-20 left to go in the ballgame. We'll be back here next Friday night against Ridgewood. So far, I like these 7 o'clock kickoffs. Yeah, they're, they're not too bad so far. First and 10, ball just inside the Waynedale 35-yard line for the Trojans. Love turns around, pitches it back to Lewis. Lewis around the left-hand side, runs into his own blocker, and is going to be stacked up and down by Adam Mullet and Ty Bixler again. And also in there making a play for Waynedale is Christian Warner. So just a gain of a yard by Lewis. He's got 12 carries tonight for 47 yards. Easily the leading ball carrier for Tusky Valley. Bears, barring a major catastrophe in the last nine and a half minutes, will win this one, just like they did a year ago. Now they've got to concentrate on the next two games. Rushing off the field, and there's going to be a penalty. As Dylan Collins was in the game, he was in the huddle, Broke the huddle and then saw that he wasn't supposed to be in the game, so the penalty will move the ball back five yards and bring up a second down 15 for the men on the field. You know, now the Bears, like they've got to concentrate on the next two games because last year they had the same situation. 1-0 heading into the Ridgewood game. They need a victory next week against Ridgewood. That'll help out in points and then try away the following week. Second down and 15 yards to go, just inside the 40. Out of the I formation. Love bobbled the snap, picks it up, rolls to his right, throws it in in the flat, complete to Johnson. Johnson at the 30 to the 25, 20, 15, 10, cuts inside, gets a block to the 5, dives into the end zone for a touchdown. 34-yard reception by Seth Johnson for the touchdown. And Tusky Valley is on the scoreboard, down 34-6. to six. There's something, uh, miscommunication and coverage or something there, but uh, nobody, when John, when Johnson caught it, nobody was within 10 yards of him, and obviously he just streaked up the sideline, made one guy miss, and a uh, pretty easy touchdown for him. So, again, another thing on the film they can look at tomorrow and, and figure out what happened and get it fixed going forward. So in to, te- to attempt the extra point is Bill Muster. Muster? Approaches the ball, kicks it, hits the upright, and bounces off no good. 
So there's an official timeout on the field. Eight and a half minutes to go in the ballgame and your score. Waynedale 34, Tusky Valley 6. Family. At the time you need them the most, they are there. So is the Spidel Funeral Home. They have been family owned and operated for over 125 years, so they understand family. When you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. That's how family works. The Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. Steps Down on Main Street in Apple Creek is your spot for fresh, homemade food daily. Custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. And try Deb's Den's relaxing, comfortable atmosphere. It's hometown dining at its best. Deb's Den offers quick, easy service. Breakfast hours are Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 11 a.m., and Sundays, 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner is served Tuesday through Thursday until 8, Friday and Saturday until 9, and Sunday, noon to 3. Closed on Monday, Deb's Den, next to the Bear, on Main Street in Apple Creek. There's going to be wholesale substitutions now for the Bears with the score 34-6. to Isaiah Menue is dropping back, set to return for Waynedale, along with Matt Zimmerly, who is a six-foot, 135-pound junior. And Antoine Lewis is back there also. A little confusion by uh, the officials here on which way the teams are going. And that got the teams... Going the wrong way, too. <laughs> Boy, everybody was wrong. It is the first game of the year. This is like the first preseason game of the NFL. With how many kickoffs there's, if this was the first one, you can kind of understand that, but with how many there's been, oh, a little bit of a surprise there, but obviously you got to watch the pooch kick again here. So Tusky will kick it off from their own 40 and they will pooch it and it will not go 10 yards it will be taken in by Zimmerly. There's no way that went 10 yards. There's no way and there is the flag. He caught the ball at about the 49 yard line in the air and ran it back to the Waynedale 30 but it's got to go 10 yards before the offense could catch it (laughs) and he didn't. He, He waited about 9 yards. So it'll be Waynedale's ball and the officials are going to confer about it. Matt Zerker's out, pleading his case. Waynedale is coming off the field, and Tusky Valley's going off the field also. 8.27 to go. I don't know what the conversation is down on the field by the three officials. I think they're... Uh... Now it's illegal touching by Tusky Valley, so 8.27 to go in the ball game. As I said, we'll give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game at the end of it on our postgame show. 34-6, Waynedale on top of this one. Next week, Golden Bear Rewind will begin at 6. The PNC Bank pregame show at 6.30 and the kickoff at 7 right back here at Waynedale for the second game of the year. So the officials will put the ball at the 49-yard line. Now they're going to come over and talk to Waynedale and see if they want the penalty, which they do, and now they're going to change balls. This one's been not everything I think Matt Zerker could hope for, but still, he's got to be happy with the way the team has played, but like you've said, 
during the last quarter, Pat. There's some things that they can work on with the game films tomorrow morning. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, a win's a win, and uh, they'll take it in that aspect, but they're going to have to get to work uh, come Monday and figure things out. Brevin Reby still in at quarterback, out of the pistol. Fake handoff to Logan Stanley, gives it back on the crossbuck to Antoine Lewis, gets a block to the 40, 35, to the 30, down to the 23-yard line where he is tripped up and down. Nice gain of 26 yards on the carry by Antoine Lewis. A great great blocking on the perimeter again, and uh, again by Aaron Spidell. You know, just again a great block, and uh, Antoine was able to be a little bit shifty and pick up a couple extra yards, but... Um, when your receivers can block well for the running backs, you're going to have a lot of success. 8-10 and running left to go in the ballgame. Out of the pistol, Logan Stanley is set behind Brevin Reby. Bears in a tight formation, about as tight as they were going to do this year. Moving in motion is Menuay back behind Reby in the pistol. Handoff now goes to Logan Stanley. Cuts it inside the 20, down to the 15, maybe the 14-yard line. 7.50 and running left to go in the ballgame. A six-yard gain by Logan Stanley. Make it an eight-yard gain, I'm sorry, and it's second down and two. That's six carries on the night for 56 yards for Logan Stanley and a touchdown. And it's pretty much all been here in the second half for him. Waynedale's gone more with the, I guess you'd call it the sugar huddle tonight, instead of the no huddle that they've gone with pretty much all last year. Reedy? Slap hands. Menuay moves in motion back behind him. Handoff goes to Stanley. Stanley takes it off the left-hand side, right behind Farrar, and inside the 15 down to the 14-yard line. And that'll be a gain of two, and it'll bring up third down and one. So the Bears trying to get another first down and run more time off the clock. and running. Stanley in the backfield. Out of the pistol is Reby. Nick Strasbaugh has been out since the third quarter with that cramp, and so is Titus Bixler. Isaiah Menuay now moves in motion to the back. Throw into the flat. Complete to Spidell inside the five, down to the four. Nice tackle on the play. Made single safety tackle by Harwood to save a touchdown, but the completion to Aaron Spidell of 11 yards gives the Bears a first down. And good job by Aaron to use his hands there, not let the ball get into his body, and snatched it in front of the defender. And But as you said, a, a good tackle there, too. That's his second catch of the night for 30 yards. And now Tusky Valley will take a timeout, and we will also. 6.36 left to go in the ballgame here from Waynedale, and your score. Waynedale 34, Tusky Valley 6. <laughs> Shaw Brothers Farms and the Northeast Ohio Pork Producers work hard every day to put on your table a product that is lean, nutritious, and tastes great. From crispy bacon on the breakfast table, to a ham sandwich for lunch, to juicy pork loins hot off the grill for supper, pork is a terrific option any time of the day. As we head into another season, Shaw Brothers Farm and Northeast Ohio Pork Producers support our Waynedale athletes. Go Bears! You know, every coach, Pat, likes to go into the game film day with things to look at, and that's what Matt Zerker's got tonight. Yeah, the team is up 34-6. to Yeah, they've put on a dominating first half, but still there are some things that they need to work on. Yeah, and especially with Coach Zerker, he's, he's going to point those things out and make sure they get fixed before next week. Reby 
Out of the shotgun, fake handoff to Stanley, cuts it inside the five. He'll take it into the end zone for the score. Reby takes it in with six and a half minutes left to go for his first touchdown of the year, and the Bears lead it 40 to six. Good read again by Brevin, and uh, he used a nice little stiff arm there to get a defender off of him and really showing us something in the running game tonight. He doesn't run as well as Wren, but he makes just about the same kind of effort and, and also the same kind of results Wren Weaver we're talking about. Wanzik is going to put the extra point up, and it is good. So Wanzik has been near perfect tonight. He's missed one. 41 to 6, Waynedale on top of it. That's probably all we'll see out of Brevin Reby tonight. Uh, I would imagine uh, we'll get a lot of the first teamers, the starters, first teamers out of there and uh, let some of these other guys get, get some varsity experience for some of them, some of their first varsity experience. But it's what you always want to see in a ball game is to be able to be up by a big enough margin to get some other kids in there to, to be able to play. So with six and a half minutes left to go in the ball game, the Bears, three touchdowns by Strasbaugh, one by Antoine Lewis, one by Brevin Reby, and the Bears are on top of it, 41 to 6. Oh, and don't forget Logan Stanley also. Yeah, just to, again, as, as we've said, offensively wasn't the question mark coming in. You know, maybe the offensive line, but defensively, for the most part, they've really stepped it up and, uh, you know, gave up a couple big plays, but those are things that, again, they'll go to film and, and figure out what they did wrong and uh, try to fix that before they move on in the season. Well, these new uniforms will be 1-0. <laughs> Wanzik will kick it off from his own 40. Bears going from left to right. Back set to return is Lewis, and the ball is going to sail out of bounds up the left-hand side, so... That will give. And now they're going to re-kick it. Is that a rule change this year? I thought they just automatically put it at the... It must be. It's a five-yard five yard penalty. So instead of just getting the ball at the 40, it will now be another kickoff after the penalty of five yards back to the 35-yard line. So 6.30 to go, and Wanzik will kick it off again. Jarrett Wanzik kicks it off, and it will be taken in by Lewis at the 19. Lewis cuts it right up the middle. Now to the 25, to the 30, outside the 30, to the 37, 38-yard line. So a gain of 19 on the return for Cody Lewis. And with 6.24 to go in the ball game. Tusky Valley has got it back, and the clock is going to continue to run now since Waynedale is up by more than 28. 41 to 6. Ball resting just outside the 45-yard line. Just inside, I guess I should say, the 40-yard line. Ethan Love still in a quarterback for Tusky Valley. Turns around, hands it off to Arendelle. He cuts it to the 50, to the 45, and he is going to go. 25-20, 15-10-5 touchdown. 61-yard touchdown run by Arendelle. Jacob Arendelle, the 6-foot, 200-pound senior. And 
That makes the score 41 to 12. Uh, and it also means that the clock is going to stop again. Well, as, <laughs> as we talked about, the Bears taking some of their uh, their starters out. Um, Tuskegee Valley chose not to do that, so you know, not, obviously not an excuse. But um, Arendelle was able to to break that run, um, which obviously is his biggest run or any biggest run for the night for Tuskegee Valley. Snap back to the holder. He bobbles it, picked up by Muster, the kicker, and Muster is going to be hit behind the line and dropped immediately. So the extra point is no good. You know, one thing we haven't even touched upon tonight, Pat, is the fact that Tuskegee Valley has elected not to field a JV team this year. They have got all their players on the varsity squad, and they're playing them. They attempted to go two-way tonight, but as we noticed in the second quarter, they kind of abandoned that whole idea. But still, if you don't have a JV team, I think that sets your program back a year or two. Yeah, but, I mean, looking over there, it's not like there's... Ten guys sitting on the sidelines. I mean, they got they got a decent amount of kids sitting over there, um, not playing. So, it, will your JV team be a little thin? Yeah, probably. But um, I think it'd still be something that they'd be they'd be able to do. I would agree with you, but we'll see. Five forty-five, five forty-seven. Excuse me. Let it go. In this one. And if you'd like to hear the archive of tonight's game, don't forget you can find it on our ultimatesportstalk.com website, or you can also get it on iTunes this year. Just look up Tusky Valley at Waynedale, and you can find it on iTunes. 5.47 to go in the ballgame. 41-12 is the score. And Muster will kick it off. And he's going to get a short kick that didn't even go seven yards. The T went further than the ball. <laughs> the T went further. And Waynedale will take it over at the Tusky Valley 47-yard line. It was a nice attempt. <laughs> I mean, that looked like one of my golf shots. He brought up more <laughs> turf than he did. <laughs> the football went farther. What was that? Uh, Billy Madison... The club went further than the ball. You know, that looked like that commercial where the caveman goes out and swings the golf club. <laughs> gets a ch- chunk. Yeah, yeah, the tee went 10 yards. <laughs> Not the ball. <laughs> so Waynedale will take it over, and like we said, there's, well, now Brevin Reby is coming out. I'm surprised. They're going to bring Reby out to play here towards the end. Lewis is still in the ball game. Tucker Worth is in the game. Aaron Rodgers is coming in for his first appearance at running back. And now there's an official blowing his whistle, and I think the Bears are going to have to take a timeout. I think the Bears took a timeout, one or the other, or Tusky Valley did, but somebody took a timeout. We're going to keep it right here because we've already paid the rent. 41-12. Next week, it's Ridgewood. And, you know, Pat, with them being the 25-ranked team, in Division Five, according to J.J. Huddle, that game becomes even more important to the Bears. Yeah, it's it's as we said, if if preseason rankings are, are able to tell a story, then that's a team you definitely want to beat to be able to get your points up. Um, and they they're going to play Garraway later in the season, so uh, Garraway, a team who you know you might get your secondary points there if Ridgewood's able to beat them. So definitely an important game next week. Reby slaps his hands. Lewis in motion. Handoff goes right up the middle to Aaron Rodgers. 
And Rodgers, Austin Rodgers, I'm sorry, Austin Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers. He plays quarterback for Green Bay. Austin Rodgers takes it right back to the line of scrimmage and no gain. You know, the thing about Waynedale's schedule is they're going to garner a lot of their computer points, Pat, in the first six weeks of the season and then maybe the last week. Yeah. Um, again, with, with Smithville being the last week and in the first six weeks, you get Ridgewood. Um, Triway's probably going to be down this year, but you also have Norway and Chippewa. And Hillsdale as well, they've they shown the ability to, to beat some teams. Again, as you said, a lot of their points are going to come early. Five minutes to go in the ballgame. Reby up 41-12, to 12, taking as much time as he can. Moving in motion is Lewis. Lewis is going to get it on the jet around the left-hand side to the 40, to the 35, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 31, make it the 32-yard line. Gain of 15 on the play for Antoine Lewis. 51 yards on the night for Antoine. We're going to give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game, and right now, Pat, as far as I'm concerned, there are three players vying for it. Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely agree with you there. You know, Antoine Lewis has had a great night again, as we said on both sides of the ball. Um, Nick Straw's ball. Haven't seen him since the third quarter, which, you know. With the score being the way it was, is obviously an okay thing. Uh, but he had a big first half for the Bears as well. Reby out of the pistol. Fake handoff, gives it off to Rodgers. Rodgers cuts it inside the 35 down to the 31-yard line for a gain of two. And it brings up third down. Check it, second down and eight yards to go with four and a half minutes remaining in this one. 41 to 12, Waynedale on top of it. And while we got a moment, Ohio State opens up on the seventh. <laughs> Virginia Tech. Obviously, a game that they want to give some revenge back from what happened last year. Reby looking at the back judge, waiting for his hand to go up in the air, marking the 10 second count, and he gets it. Now he hands the ball off on the right-hand side to Menuay, running around the right side near the right sideline, and he's going to be spun out of bounds on the play. Knocking down one of the coaches on the way out of bounds, but Menuay got knocked out at about the, I'll call it the 34-yard line, so he lost about three yards on the on the run. And a brief third down and a... Let's see, Stone's back. <laughs> play chart. Is that the Jacksonville Dwarfs Signia 2 up there? I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of interesting pictures on that thing. <laughs> 321 to go. Rogers behind Reby in the pistol. 41 to 12, Waynedale on top of it. Receivers out wide on both sides for Waynedale. Now the back judge puts his hand in the air. Reby. Fake handoff goes to Rogers. Bobbled the snap and Tusky Valley's gonna fall on it. Reeby's looking at Rogers like you didn't tuck it. And I think Reeby tried to put it in and then take it out, but they got their signals crossed, and the first fumble of the night for the Bears gives the ball back to Tusky Valley on the turnover. Again, just uh kind of leaving a sour taste. You know, it's a it's a big win, but kind of a sour taste in your mouth right now with uh the turnovers and just the mistakes defensively that the Bears have had this second half. Yeah, you've got to have that killer instinct, and they just haven't seemed to have it here in this second half. 
Love in the backfield, hands it off to Arendale. Arendale cuts it across the 40 up to the 45-yard line where he's stacked up by Rodgers and Ben Farrar and knocked down after a gain of six on the play. 2.45 and running left to go. You know, as we said, sour taste in your mouth, but when you look back on it at the end of the season, it's still a win and it still gets you some points. That's right. Love hands it off to Arendale again, and Arendale takes it across the 45 out to the 47-yard line. You know, Lewis had the extent of the carries throughout the second and third quarter and seemed to be doing a pretty good job. But then he had... 12 carries for 47 yards, but then they went away from him and started going to Arendale here in the fourth quarter. Now, yeah, he had the 61-yard touchdown return, but they just all of a sudden started going away from him. I, I know he did lump off with a, probably a cramp, so he may be hurting right now. Handoff goes inside on the left hand. It goes to Thompson. Tom, or Johnson, excuse me. Johnson with the carry. And he takes it across for a three-yard gain and a first down. So Johnson picks up the first down, and the clock is running with a minute 40 to go. This one winding down in game number one of the 10-game regular season. 41-12. to 12. We'll have our post-game show, give away our Lem's Pizza star of the game, go over the stories. The stat stories and the scores for tonight's game. Mitchell out of the eye formation. He gets the handoff, cuts to the right, now bobs to the left. Cuts it into Waynedale territory and is down at the 48-yard line, a gain of two. And it'll bring up second down and eight. The inside of that Waynedale defense was magnificent in the first half. And then Tusky Valley started finding cracks and seams to get around. They haven't found a lot of them, but they have found some. We're under a minute to go in this one. Love hands off to Mitchell. Mitchell bounces out to the right side across the 45, down to the 43-yard line for a gain of five yards on the carry. And of course, a lot of substitutions in for Waynedale now. Third down, long three yards to go with a half a minute left to go in this one. Love with it. Gets the snap, hands off to Mitchell. Mitchell across the 40. He's got the first down inside the 40, down to the 36-yard line. So a gain of seven on the play, and that may just about do it here in this one. Yeah, 16 seconds left once they run it. Now the court, Tusky Valley's getting up to the line quick, so they may get off one more play. Yeah, we'll have one more play. Love out of the eye formation, 10 seconds to go. He'll take the snap, turn around, hand it off to Mitchell. Mitchell cuts it back inside the 35 to the 34-yard line, and he's going to be tackled and downed after a yard gain, and that is your ball game. Your final score here this evening from Waynedale: The Golden Bears win game number one of the 2015 campaign with a final score of 41-12 over Tusky Valley. The Bears 1-0 on the year. Tusky Valley drops to 0-1 on the season, and they have lost... 11 games in a row over the past two seasons. Your final score once again from Waynedale.
The Golden Bears 41, Husky Valley 12. The postgame show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears football. This game has been brought to you by the Schaub Brothers Farms, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, the Fire and Ice Pub just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192, the Apple Creek drive Through on Main Street in Apple Creek, Miller Custom Exteriors, call 695-4905, the Spidell Funeral Home with two locations in Mount Eaton and in Brewster, the Harvest Market in Apple Creek, Murphy's Promotions, call 464-1970. And by Deb's Den on Main Street in Apple Creek. The post-game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Next Friday night is week two of the high school football season, and the Golden Bears are at home once again and will entertain the Ridge Generals. Last year, the Bears lost down south, so they revenge is on their minds. I'm Dave Mitchell. If you can't make the game, then Mitch and I on Ultimate Sports Talk, beginning with the free show at 6.30. Kickoff is at 7. And before that, at 6, join us for Golden Bear Rewind for the final quarter of this game replayed. It's Ridgewood at Waynedale, week two of the regular season, next Friday night, beginning at 6, and the kickoff is up on your internet sports at UltimateSportsTalk.com. It's time for the Lem's Part of the Game Show. Brought to you by Lem's Pete on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 6957111. Now let's go back to the field. We have tonight's game and the presentation of the Lem's Pizza Star Game. 41 to 12, your final score here this evening from Waynedale as the Bears win this in their first year. They go to 1 and 0 on these, and Tusky Valley drops to 0 and 1 on the year. There's really a performance here in the first half. They were lackadaisic somewhat in the second half, but nonetheless, still away with 41 to 12. Nick Rossball with three touchdowns tonight. He left early in the third quarter with cramps, but Antoine Lewis, he had an excellent night. Logan Stanley and night, and Patrick did all this without Reed Hamlin. Yeah, as we talked about before, um, tonight. With all the skill position players that you have, probably the spot where you're going to be missing Reed the most would be on defense. Um, other guys were able to step up, and other skill position players as well were able to step in there and, and fill the void. But again, uh, it looks like with what we saw from Reed warming up that um, he'll, he'll have a good week off, be able to rest that and, and rehab his ankle a little bit. and Hopefully he'll be back for next week. So what did you like the most about the Bears' play here this evening? Uh, I, you know, they just continued on what they did uh, last year as far as uh, the passing game and and the running game, and it, it's nice to see some other seniors step up. Um, again, we talked about Antoine Lewis all night. He he stepped it up, um, and consistency out of the seniors. But you know, with the first team defense in there, um, the defense really did a good job. You know, in the second half, getting some random subs in there and whatnot, but. Um, I really liked what I saw out of the uh, the defensive line, the defensive interior. Um, like to see a little, uh, little bit more work on the offensive line. Thought some uh, Tusky Valley, Valley defenders got in there pretty easily, but again, Coach Zerker and his staff are going to look at that on the film and be able to work things out. I think the one thing that I would have liked to see more of is a little bit more killer instinct in the second half. Yeah, it's uh, you know, that that's something that they definitely got to work on, and that's not something you can work on in practice. That's something that you got to have the mentality of is just go out there in the second half and, and finish the game. I don't know, but somebody's got to tell Jimmy Miller to calm down a little bit. You know, you know, a little ruckus going on up here in the press box. 
Anyway, that's what's happening up here. Live radio, what do you expect? <laughs> We've got the stat story coming up. We'll go over the scoring plays and all the stats on tonight's game. Waynedale wins at 41-12. to We'll be back with more after this timeout. Tired of the same old national pizza chains? Try Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Sponsor of tonight's Star of the Game. Locally owned and operated since 1996, Lem's Pizza offers the best in pizza, subs, wings, and now 24 flavors of ice cream. From the beginning, Lem's Pizza has strived to provide a high-quality product combined with great, friendly, hometown customer service. Delivering value every time with a hometown personal touch. Lem's Pizza is a proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Like us on Facebook. Order now by calling 695-7111. Well, the Bears win it 41-12, to and here's Pat with the stat story of tonight's game. We'll start off with uh, Tusky Valley. 247 yards of total offense on 52 plays. Uh, 56 yards through the air, 190 yard, 191 yards on the ground. Uh, four penalties for 30 yards. No turnovers for Tusky Valley, so that's something that they're going to be uh, obviously happy with. Uh, Ten first downs, nine on the ground, one through the air. Individually, Ethan Love, three attempts, or eight attempts, three completions for 56 yards and a touchdown. Uh, rushing, Jake Arendelle ended up lead, leading the Trojans. 12 attempts for 83 yards, and you know 60-some of those yards were uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, Cody Lewis had 10 attempts for 51 yards. Ethan Love, 15 attempts for 24 yards. And Seth Johnson, 3 attempts for 17 yards. Receiving, Seth Johnson, 2 catches for 47 yards in the touchdown. And Landon Fox had 1 catch for 9 yards. Moving on to the Waynedale Golden Bears, the victors tonight. 353 yards of total offense on 48 plays, 193 yards through the air, 160 on the ground. And that's obviously something that we'll probably uh, see flip a little bit more once Reed Stanley comes back. Uh, two turnovers, so uh, something that they, they want to work on there, uh, the one fumble lost and the one interception. Four penalties for 30 yards. Individually, Brevin Reby, 14 completions on 18 attempts. 193 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Logan Stanley led the Bears rushing, uh, seven attempts for 66 yards, one touchdown. Antoine Lewis, six attempts for 51 yards, one touchdown. Brevin Reby, six attempts, 25 yards, one touchdown. Nick Strasball, eight attempts, 18 yards, one touchdown. Austin Rogers, two attempts for three yards. And Isaiah Menuway, one attempt for negative three yards. Receiving for the Bears, Nick Strasball, three catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. Antoine Lewis, five catches for 52 yards. Aaron Spidell, two catches for 28 yards. Isaiah Menuhe, one catch for 24 yards. And Colton Purdy, one catch for 13 yards. And Titus Bixer, two catches for 11 yards. Well, I guess the only thing we've got left to do is give away the Lem's Pizza start of the game. Ridgewood is next week. Pat will talk about that. We'll wrap things up here from Waynedale. Your final score, 41-12. to Waynedale wins it over Tusky Valley. We'll be back with a final look at tonight's game after this. At Lem's Pizza in Fredericksburg, you get a pizza you won't get anywhere else. There's a reason we've been in business since 1996. We use the finest ingredients combined with friendly hometown service. We not only offer pizza, but great subs, wings, and 24 flavors of ice cream. Eat in or carry out. Lem's Pizza, open for lunch every day at 10.30 and Sundays at 2. And we're open until 9 on Sunday through Thursday, until 10, Friday and Saturday. It's not just pizza, it's Lem's Pizza on the square of Fredericksburg. Like us on Facebook, 695-7111. Well, our initial star of the game this year, Lem's Pizza star of the game, 
it was a tough decision. You know, it came down between Nick Strasbaugh, who had the three touchdowns. Logan Stanley played very well tonight in replacing his brother. And you've got Antoine Lewis. But I think both of us agree tonight, Pat, that the Lem's Pizza star of the game for the first time this year is Antoine Lewis. Yeah, Antoine, uh, again, just one of those uh, seniors that stepped up tonight. We talked about last year, um, had a year really to forget for him. Um, you know, just struggled, uh, had an injury at the beginning of the year and was never really able to fully recuperate from that. Um, but he ended up having uh, 103 yards of total offense, uh, 51 yards receiving and 52 yards on the ground, and then also was in on a couple sacks defensively for the Bears. So all around just a great game for, for Antoine, and, and that's what you expect out of your seniors um, with any injuries or anything else that may may happen you got to have guys step up, and, and Antoine stepped up tonight. And if he can continue that into the uh, into the rest of the year, the Bears are definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with. Ironically, the first game of the basketball season last year against Mapleton, he was our star of the game. First game of the football season his senior year, he's the star of the game. So congratulations to Antoine Lewis for winning tonight's Lem's Pizza star of the game. He wins a free, large, two-item pizza from Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Now the Bears turn their attention to Ridgewood. That'll be next Friday night at 7 o'clock. Our PNC Bank pregame show will begin at 6.30. And Golden Bear Rewind, you can listen to the last quarter of this one beginning at 6 o'clock. Don't forget you can listen to the archives on our website, ultimatesportstalk.com, or on iTunes. You can look up the game on iTunes also. But right now, Bub, I think the Bears need to turn their directions towards Ridgewood because this second game of the year is the most important right now. Yeah, exactly. As we said in the pregame, um, you want to go week by week and just take care of business. This week's obviously over. Pulled out the, the, the win, a great win to start off the season. You go go to films tomorrow. You watch films, watch your mistakes, but right after films is over, you focus on the next team, um, get your mindset right, start studying them, see what they're going to do, and um, go be, be ready to come back home next week and pull out another victory. Well, our thanks to Matt Zerker this evening and Chris Lapish, the athletic director at Waynedale High School. Also to George Zagalis, the head coach of the Tusky Valley Trojans. Our thanks to all of our sponsors, and our thanks most of all to you for listening tonight. For Patrick Mitchell, I'm Dave Mitchell. One final time from Waynedale High School, your final score on the opening night of the 2015 high school football season. It was Waynedale 41 and Tusky Valley 12. Until next week against Ridgewood. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to the Lem's Pizza Star of the Game Show. Brought to you after each and every game by Lem's Pizza on the square in Fredericksburg. Order now by calling 695-7111. Join us next time for Waynedale Golden Bears football. This has been an Ultimate Sports Talk Internet Radio presentation.